Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by my friend, my companion, my duo, a staple to the Call of Duty scene. Welcome the one, the only, Benjay Nassi! What are you going to do, like a UFC intro since it's a UFC fight today? Yeah, like, Conor McGregor versus Poirier. We got to go the fucking UFC route. Yeah. You know? Listen, listen. We got we got that and we got Brazil versus Argentina in like, like 40 minutes. I don't know. So 40 minutes. This. Yeah. we get, Well, there's nothing to fucking talk through anyway because what the fuck happened today, Ben? Well, listen, Tom. I'm going to be honest. What the fuck? I brief, or, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to need you to carry a little bit of this show because I went and played golf this morning and what was a four-hour round turned into a six-hour round. So I kind of miss. Most of the first two series, I was watching on my phone uh, whilst waiting at the tee boxes. But of what <laughs> I saw, and I took some notes. You didn't miss much. Listen, we talked yesterday on the show that we thought it was going to be an ugly day of matches. And you know what happened? It was an ugly fucking day of matches. <laughs> ben, <laughs> I was in the fucking city all morning. I was in New York City. I was in, the, I was in fucking Times Square yeah. all morning. I was, I was doing a photo <laughs> shoot. I've been up in the morning. I was up early this morning. I streamed till 5 a.m. And then I fucking got up at 10 a.m. So I, I, you know, I, I was definitely having a rough day for sure. I yeah. was having a rough day. It was kind of my fault for streaming so late. But sometimes, Ben, you know, when you're just playing Warzone or playing rank play, you just get in that you're just, vibe. You're just vibing, you're yeah. Just vibing, like I just, I was addicted. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, listen, today's matches went exactly how I thought they were gonna go. And Ben, I don't even want to get into like, listen, if people are mad at me or mad at you for not breaking down some of these matches today, fuck them because, dude, I don't. There's some shit that I don't. There comes a time and place, bro. I don't even want to talk about some of this shit, bro. Like, I'd rather just talk about... I'd rather just get into the matches tomorrow and prepare and go to the chat and answer yeah. some questions and talk about other shit. Because yeah. today, guys, was a fucking mess. Listen, it was I a fucking mess. I sent you the watch together in the chat and we could just get into it. Oh, yeah. We could get right into it. But, I listen... I really don't want to listen. I really don't want to hang up. To I don't want to, you know. Yeah, I don't, let's, let's let's bang through it, and then we'll take a lot of questions from chat today. How about that? Yeah, we could do some other things. Okay. But guys, we kicked things off with Paris Legion versus Atlanta Phase, and it was a bloodbath. It was a three zero <laughs> Atlanta ugly. Phase. It was ugly, guys. It was bad. It was bad, Ben. It was so bad. Uh, one thing to talk about here before we get into the map was, um, and we were remarked on this in the last couple of shows. We're gonna see weird map videos from Phase in some of these series in this stage. As they try to get better, I think S and D for them, they need to get better either either Express or Miami. They need to get better one of those two maps, uh, because then they can lean on it when the other team tries to pick it against them. We've seen them start to play more checkmate hardpoint in this stage, kind of see uh, what kind of Chris and RJ and the team are sort of cooking up there in terms of their thought process, of trying to mix things up in hardpoint. But yeah, just getting into the first match, Tom. I mean, dude, like this. this I mean, run, let, run ugly, it, Ben. Ugly, let it run. Just skip match. through it. Guys, this is a fucking shit show. I mean, even Donnie tweeted out. He said, you know, ha happy birthday to me, uh, but we got railed. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, like Donnie birthday was, for Don, man. If Donnie was like, yeah, him. first of all, happy birthday to Donnie Temp. Uh, that's my fucking guy. It's my brother. So, if Temp, if you're, I don't even know if he's in here, but that's my fucking guy, bro. So, happy birthday to Donnie. I hope he's having a good birthday. I didn't tweet him or anything. I probably should, or I should text him or something. I'll text him later. Maybe I'll give him a little FaceTime call. Uh, but, dude. They got fucking slammed, Ben. I mean, you can see in the they score, it's 115 right now. And and even though they did make it interesting in this first map, they did. Uh, they brought it back a little bit. They were mounting a comeback. There was not once where I was like, dude, Paris is actually making this comeback. And they're, like, I, I, FaZe was in full control the whole time. Um, they ended up making it closer than it seemed. Like, it was 150 to 20 right there. And then I think right here is when Paris chained a couple hills and, and brought it back. But... I mean, for the most part, um, this is all in phases control. Uh, it, it's just, and it, it comes to a point too where we can break down little plays here or there. 
Um, but for the most part, I feel like they're just getting outclassed, man. Like, FaZe is just on a tier of their own. Um, and they're just outclassing them. They're just, they're just beating them with talent. Um, and then on top of that, a team like FaZe, uh, they're, they're also very, uh, they're very smart. You know, they have talents, they have smart, and they're not even fucking trying. They're, they're, they're literally picking maps that they don't even, they're not even good at. They're trying to practice other maps, and they're still smoking teams. Um, so that should tell you something. You know what I'm saying, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I agree. I, I think, like, when I was watching this Gary Hart point, like, I thought FaZe body slammed them on the first rotation, body slammed on the first three hills of the second rotation. This map got really close. Because I think FaZe kind of blew that P3 when they got a lucky spawn in the back because Paris kind of screwed up. And then they got flipped on this on the P4. They didn't pick up the pinches. Like, I thought, like, FaZe didn't play the, the second rotation particularly well. And, and uh, Paris started to play a little bit hotter. But, yeah, even, even across that, like, this map ended up 250 to, to 200, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, at no it, point it was, was FaZe. FaZe was never, like, within no. one hill uh, of, of, of it kind of swinging and just... You know, we've seen this all year from them in Garrison. They're just really good at front running on this map. Yeah. It's been a staple in their pool. Uh, a lot of teams will pick it against them as their map choice, which, okay. Uh, uh-huh. And, yeah, I mean, not much else to say. No, not really. much else to say. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where, and I even told you, Ben, if you don't even want to break down some of these matches, and I see people in the chat not even wanting to fucking listen to it, um, we don't really have to. I mean, even the S&D was a 6-0, right? 6-0 or 6-1. It, bro, it, bro um, when I tell you... I, I'm pretty sure my mom says something to me. I turn to her. I was talking to her for a minute. I turn around, and three or four rounds went by already. And I'm just like, dude, like, this is literally a fucking bloodbath. Like, it's so hard to even talk about stuff like this. Like, it really is. Because we could talk about what FaZe is doing right. But it's the common things, man. The crossfires, the trades, the aggression, the teamwork. And they're just outclassing their opponent. I mean, you, you can see it here. Look at the kill feed. It's all white. Um, Simp is popping two, three pieces. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we're, we're definitely going to skim through... Uh, Probably. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk about. I think the sixth round was sort of one round. I have a talking point for me. Like, Cell had a nice we, clutch as well. Before, yeah, he had a good clutch for me. Like, this is the one map that Faze kind of struggled to sort of crack all year because it doesn't really go to their sort of uh, s- s- the strengths of how they play their S and D game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if they can figure it out, it it kind of gives them another dimension in their search game. It's just going to be like impossible to tackle. It's like, yeah, if Faze doesn't want to play Express. It's like, are you going to square up with them on their best maps, Moscow, for example, or and Raid? Or are you going to try and take chance on, on Miami? If they're getting good at this map, then it's really pick your poison. Uh, I'll switch though to, I think it was round, was it round five when MC clutched? Uh, I think it was round five. I think it was this one. I'm pretty sure, but I, I, it, I, it, I could it, be It was wrong. either five or six. Um, I could be wrong. Who you said, who, who, who said on the show it. yesterday that Paris is really good at S and D and this and that that this could be a close series? Did somebody say that yesterday? No, Doug said that that Paris is a good S and D oh, yeah, team, and like, and like I, I don't think he's off base for that. I mean, no, they Faze are a good S and D team. Faze has been like but, consistently the best S and D team the last right. like two years. I mean, years. Faze is just in a league of their but own. I don't think that was that was super off base from Doug. Uh, but I think we all agreed that Faze is going to win this series. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure. And look at Miles, it's coming home. Miles, it's not fucking coming home, brother. It's coming to Rome. You understand? It's not fucking going there. It's coming home. It's going to, it's coming to Rome. Huh? They clutch this? Wait, first off, how does number seven, so number seven's garage, and he just gets behind all of them. This is when fucking I've, MC I've peels him off the, the boat. Time, so I'm just watching it back here. So, okay, yeah. so number seven makes a really good play. You see Simp just, just being real sneaky. MC just sort of 
playing his life around this boat. Bro, MC um, is fucking godlike, dude. All right, so they shoot Maddie in the back, and that's a TV two. Mm-hmm. I mean, that boat spot's like really, really good. MC's I off mean, kind of, bro. I feel middle. like people have been getting peeled off that boat spot. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Watch this shit. MC, he he challenges Zap. He he wall bangs him through the car window, and then he's got Donnie Tepper the boat, oh, and he dude, peels he hit him. With some nice headshots. Oh there. yeah, great shots, great fucking shots. Um, shout out to MC, man. I mean, look at the phase. You can see it in the phase. Ben, rewind it to the player cams and we, pause we it. Rewind that video. Pause it. Pause that shit. Yeah. Pause. No, no, keep going. A, a second more. Pause. Look at the fucking difference. You got one guy rubbing their eyes. You got one guy fucking leaning back. <laughs> that's, that's the classic Don. Dude, <laughs> I love Donnie, man. He sits so far away from his monitor, though, like... Yeah, he does. And it works for him. He's, uh, it's actually insane. Like, if you ever see him on a stage, like, most players are like, you know, normal desk link. Don's like, you know, was off off the back of the no, stage. No, he closed it. Bro, he used to be worse, though. He used to be, like, t- literally, like, three, four feet back. Like, <laughs> on the old, to... like, MLG stages? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, actually... he used to go fucking rogue. And then he, he tightened it up a little bit. He, mo- he moved up a little bit. You know who else used to do that? Rambo Ray. Ray used to do yeah. that shit, didn't he? Ray, didn't Rambo used to, he used to sit like super far away? And I don't, I, I, I think that's like one of those things where like if you're sitting farther away, you can like see your mini map better, you can see the screen better, you know. But at the same time, I think when you're a little bit closer, you feel more into the game, like your reacting times a little bit better, like you feel like you're just more into it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, miracles too. I see Looney in the chat. Well, miracles well one thing I want to talk about this clutch. So, Phaser on offense is ten seconds left. I just think Don, if Donnie runs away, like, like if he just goes to Tiki, like runs for his left, like this round's over. Uh, instead, he, he chows on the boat, like he can finesse on the other side of the boat. Like, I don't know. I think Don probably shouldn't have chowed down and back with 10 seconds left. <laughs> Look at Don's face. I mean, the yeah. thing is, is, brother, there's 10 seconds left. MC's getting a kill mid map. He's got no time. He's got no time to plan. He's gonna, Donnie just needs to stay down. He, he wins. The, the round's over. I mean, Donnie won. But I think at this point they're getting railed, and he tried to win a gun. I don't know. I I, I really don't know. MC's probably sitting there. Let's get it, man. They just peeled him out the goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out the boat. Yeah, you know, go. Let's get it. Gonna get a hug. Let's get a go. I'm like, dude, like you you can't take <laughs> this guy seriously. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you doing so dirty? <laughs> Wait, how am I doing him dirty? That's how he sounds. Because that's not MC doesn't say those things anymore, man. The yeah. things that MC said no, are Well, not here's the problem, Ben. MC changes up his gimmicks every month. Yeah, now he's Irish, apparently. That's his gimmick. That's his gimmick? He's, I thought he was Australian. Yeah, he, he, uh, it's like Irish. Aust- I don't know. This, to be honest, the country's kind of hard to lock down. He's more doing it to piss off of Beezy. Oh, my called. God, dude. This fucking kid. I he told me. He originally told me he was going to be a conspiracy theorist for a month, but I, clearly he backed off of that gimmick. No, I don't know what he's doing, but all I know <laughs> is he'll probably end up in game chat saying some weird shit, throwing off his opponents. Listen, MC's a character, man. I... I I wish MC would like stream more and like put himself out there more because he's a great kid and he's he funny. To, he's he told me he wants to stream in the off season when he goes home. Like he's just fucking because he's getting his bedroom redone. Yeah, he's got his and his room looks nice, man. He's all excited he's getting yeah. his bedroom. Dude, his done. bathroom is I don't know. This is so random, guys. I know, but like, so MC's dad like is is does like builds and, and makes houses and shit and. They redid their their house, and MC's got the nicest bathroom I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. It's just a, r- a random thing I know. They're setting but... him up, man. They're setting it up. Shout out to MC, bro. <laughs> he's got a nice little spot, um, and he's been showing me pictures of the new spot, and it, it looks dope. Bro. Yeah, it looks it, fire. It looks fucking Guys, fire. internet upgraded finally. Like, um, and then we go into the control, and I'm pretty sure Phase wins the first offense, and they end up three zero in the fucking control. Yeah. One, this two, is, three. This, this is a speed run. It's a speed run. I... Fast forward is bitch. 
Because I don't feel like talking about it. Wait, I really wait, don't. Chat, I'm going to be honest. Chat, I don't feel like talking about these series. I really don't. I'd rather skip through most of these series and just kind of fast forward through them all. We can talk about the second series a little bit. But even the second series, I mean, there it, it was pretty... Ah, we'll talk about it when we get there, but fucking... Listen, I, uh, I dragged Parasite in here, Chris. What's oh, what's up, going what's on, up? Chris Parasite? Did you see the fucking uh, the matches today? A little bit, yeah. I was playing Cup. I was playing the Challenger Cup, so... How'd the Challenger's Cup go? Uh, not very good. Uh, oh, we lost no. for top eight to LAG Academy, but I mean, we don't really care for it because we're in the elite, so it was just practice for us. Yeah, we, I mean, this LA, one doesn't count for us I at mean, all. I mean, hey, LAG Academy is better than LAG. You yeah, no, saying? they're not. They're not bad. They're definitely this is not the first bad. time they beat us. Uh, we do. We our seeds pretty low, so they got the host two respawns from the West Coast. It was not fun, but hey, whatever. Yeah, what are you good. gonna do? You know, what are you gonna fucking do? Uh, Chris, you're getting a little system? bit of echo on your mic, by the way. Sorry, oh Tom. yeah, sorry. I'm I'm on a different PC, so all my settings are kind of. All fucked up. Good. Don't yeah. worry about it. Ben's echoing all the time. Well, I, I fixed echo, but all good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, this map is basically over at this point. They can't be. Not much else to say. I think we all predicted this was going to be a quick series. Yeah. For FaZe, they get the two easiest um, games in their group to start off. They go 2-0 as predicted. Paris struggles. For FaZe, though, I think it'll get more interesting in the coming weeks. They still got to play... Uh, New York, they still got to play Optic, they still got to play Thieves, mm. um, and those matches will be a little bit more interesting than the two we saw them play this week. Yeah, match, the matches have been boring lately. Oh, no bullshit. So Besides C the New York one, uh, can we talk about the viewer count? I mean, the, the, what, what what did it max at today, chat? What did it max at? I saw you guys. The, the matches were bad today, though. So like, it's, that's what I'm saying. Though it's Saturday, like Optic's not playing. The matches are bad. Like viewership's gonna be what it is, man. Like the what, like the weather, especially on the East Coast, was miserable all week, man. Like, you can attest, Tom. Like, it literally ran three inches. It finally got nice this weekend. Like, people want to go outside, do other stuff. Mm -hmm. So, unless there's a, a prestige game on, you know, viewership is going to be what it is. You want to what I also think it is, Ben? I think people yeah. got a taste for LAN and the major. And I don't think, like, the viewership, besides unless the super, super big teams are playing, is going to struggle throughout the group stages, like, even harder than it probably was this, before. This is all, it always sucks, guys. It, this is... We we can literally I can rewind you can go to statistics <laughs> from past years, man. Like this happens every year. The summer starts, like there are apex and peaks and valleys link, the in the season. And this is one of those parts where you know it's link, building then. to a major. So as sometimes viewership will be what it is. But when there are matches on the line, when when things are there, people will tune in. So mm. just kind of want to give context to that. I mean, I saw Dan say that people aren't going to watch it till champs, which is which might be true. But I mean, tomorrow we have New York Optic. Like people are watching that. I'm I'm going to watch like New York Optic tomorrow is going to be lit. You know, I feel like that's going to be a really good match. Like there's definitely there's definitely matches coming up that are that are exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, I think today was just like the it was just lopsided. Like today there yeah. was just literally like the match. We knew what was we knew what was happening before the match. The only match that could have been good was this one, and this one wasn't even that good. I mean, uh, Florida pretty much blew them out. Not blew them out, but they pretty much smoked them in both hard points. Um, and then what? What was the one match that uh, that Seattle took? Was it the control? It took the control. Pre mm -hmm. Preston had an insane, uh, especially offense. I think what was the fourth round? They won three mm -hmm. one. But this map actually wasn't. This map kind of got away from. Uh, Seattle a little bit in the Early. middle. Yeah. And can you link me the watch together? Yeah, I got you. And, and you're still echoing, by the way. What the? What's that? Yeah, so just go double check your mic if you wouldn't mind. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, for, for Seattle, this is a weird... The difficulty with this series, man, is Florida, again, it is like they're the hardest team to predict. We have seen in the last like month and a half that they are and can be a very good team. And then they go to these majors, 
and they don't put it together. Or they play against good teams online sometimes, they don't put it together. And it's so hard to figure out what box to put them in. And it's starting to be the same thing for Seattle. You know, they had a pretty, like, I'll admit it, like, they played pretty good on land, mind you. It wasn't against the most elite teams in the world, but they were playing well. And in this series, it just seemed like, I don't know if, like, their chemistry was off a little bit. The slaying wasn't there. Um, and they didn't look particularly good in that s and um, it's their, it's their first match of the week, I think, right? It's the first match of the stage. So, mm-hmm. you know, shit can happen. Um, but they're in a position where they need to win out to have any chance of making champs. And it's not the start they wanted. Yeah, definitely not the start they wanted. Um, sorry, I was just, uh, I was going to try and see if I could get a uh, soap on the show today. Uh, join up on. Well, stop taking shots and maybe we shouldn't do that. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Maybe not. Oh, by hey, the way, how's my mic? You sound good, bro. You sound, sound good. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think the game just got a little bit too far away from uh, Seattle. Do you want to go on board with the listening? I'm down if you want yeah. to do a listen. Let me go back a little bit and then we can start. All right, here we go. Uh, I'll stop peeking. 14 seconds here, guys. Nice, I'm working on mid here. What about you? We're gonna be tough. What's up, you guys? I'm waiting to use it. Yeah, I have an AR. I'm trying to put. Let's see the gun hot. Let's see the gun hot. Peeking. He could be back tree and peeking it right now. Let's see the corner. Alright, Joe's top. I mean, come on, ammo truck. Watch out, truck. Watch out, truck. He's on. He's in the middle. Guys, one is. One is push up B3 here. One is push up. Literally, we're spawning out like this. I'll see him low. We kill this guy, we could go back oh, around Cooping, 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 Cooping. Top, 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 they the gotta delay. fix this. They had a delay. Yeah. What the, what the fuck just, is this? Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I, I, thought, mean, I mean, come on. Come on. I thought it had something to do with the major and the way they were, like, handling it, but it's come happened on. online now, like, for the last uh, two two days of the hey, stage. Hey, so. listen. I do listen-ins with fucking eights, and, and my shit sounds good. Just doing it in fucking TeamSpeak. There should be an easy way to do this. For the, the, the <laughs> There should be no... You know what I'm saying, Chris? There has to be a way to get this shit fixed. There has yeah, to be, Ben's and funny. if they can't figure that out, figure that out. It's pathetic, bro. I can't listen to listen. I can't do it. I can't listen to listenings. And the, and bro, the thing is, is like this was a problem a few weeks ago, and I was sitting here like you know the colleague will figure it out. They'll fix it. Whatever the production, like they understand it. They're gonna fix it. Like I'm sure they're gonna fix it. And it's still a problem. Like I, I don't want to keep. I, listen, I, I I feel like I cut them some slack a lot because I know how hard they work over there. But let, let's fix the listenings, man. Please, if, if they're hearing me. Um, you know I want to see the league go go far and do big things. We gotta fix the listenings, cause my own. I, I can't even fuck. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. It's so fucking delayed. It's like seven eight seconds delayed. Like it's not even like two three seconds. Sometimes it was two three seconds. I wasn't even that bad. But this is like ridiculous. So there's no point. Don't go into a listening. Don't do it because it it people that are watching and um, are new to COD probably don't even know what the fuck's going on. You know what I'm saying? I wanna, They're... I wanna, I wanna move to a second. So I actually didn't catch this the first time I watched this. Um, Seattle kind of bungle this. Watch, watch what they do. Um, they're gonna have a player spawn out because they don't block the back, and they end up getting spawned behind. I uh, hear with the guy pinching from turtle. What do you mean? 
So you yeah. see the, the the green team here at yeah. K Seattle. They all push. They're all, they have a great setup for P5 here. Like mm-hmm. Preston's finessing around top TV. They right. got a guy in Hill. They got a guy old. Like you've got you've got a good setup here. And they all just kind of hit the hill. Yeah, they And no, nobody blocks. <coughs> and then one guy spawns about as far away from the hill as you possibly can. Mm. P2. Uh, and this ended up being a big thing. Florida was up 30. Now they have spawns in hill control. And, you know. I think yeah. uh, I think CL is able to break from the front, but it was a missed opportunity to really swing the game in their favor. Again, we have yeah. talked about time and time again. You just at this level, you just can't make mistakes like that uh, if you want to be a consistently good team in the league. Yeah, yeah I mean, all, not, all that really happened there, Tom ahead, yeah. and Ben was uh, they just didn't wait for the person spawning to spawn yeah. because like they all gave it they all gave it up, uh, assuming that he was going to spawn behind them. And I think Caesar ended up getting there fast enough to block the spawn. That's all it was like in this game. You just have to wait until your teammate spawns before you give up your like, discipline. Block. I mean, it's yeah. just discipline. I mean, uh, come on, man. It's it's like Ben said. It's not acceptable, man. Like, you're in the pro league. Block the fucking back. It's coming. Bro, we've been blocking the back for a decade. You know what I'm saying? We've been, we, like, bro, it's it's not like it's common shit. I mean, Parasite was doing it in Black Ops 2, the fucking anchor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Parasite, one of the best anchors in the game. <laughs> fucking block the back. Block the well, fucking I, back. I, I get that, but they don't even, they don't make, I mean, they're all spawning up behind the hill. There's no, like, feeling mid or trying to watch any kind of cross or pick up a full pinch there. So, like, I, I get what you're saying, Chris. But I also think that they probably didn't execute their system there on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Even if they were just trying to assume the guy spawns in the back, well, none of you guys are going to pick the pinch, and it's pretty common that someone's going to try and pinch your old, especially at the start of this hill. Parasite was, especially wait, at this point, deep at why, why is Looney saying Parasite is no anchor? Chris, I thought that was your position. No, nah, so well, anchoring is uh, anchoring isn't even a thing anymore. We like no, no not the, anymore. I'm saying yeah, back yeah. in Black Ops Two, it was a definitely a oh, thing. Yeah, in Black yeah, Ops yeah, too. definitely, definitely. Yeah, I was I marinating in the back. Yeah, yeah I was. I was yeah. definitely marinating the back. Lenny, what that the was fuck are you talking about? That boy was a slayer. He was a triple threat. He was a slayer, a fucking support player, an anchor. Who can't anchor, Damon? Who can't? Anchor? <laughs> you remember that, Chris? Yes, I Good do. Good fucking vividly, times, actually. bro. Good fucking times. I remember times, when you used to be able to talk like that in a game. Now it's just like you'll just get fined. Like, oh, hell no. Yeah, did good times, Chris. Huh? Good fucking yeah, times. Good fucking times. Um, but at the same time, you know, you you know, I think Cotters came a long way as well. Wait, yo, t- Tommy, you remember off topic? We used to play together in um, BO2 S&D tournaments. Yeah, S&D tournaments. And I yeah. said you were so good. I was like, this guy's going to be a pro. Yeah, you, you remember did. that? You, used to get, you were like was, one of the only ones who gassed me up when I was I always, up. I always gassed up young talent, bro. I've yeah, always I've, done that. I've always said that. I said when I was coming up, everybody talked shit, but you always gave me credit. You gave me credit, and then I, Sloss used to give me some credit here or there. But, like, there was a lot. Of, most of the pros just talked shit about me. You know, they, they used to say I'm an onliner, this and that. And I was a fucking hothead, you know. I mean, Chris, you know, me and you have fucking gone at it before. Oh you know yeah, I mean, you know, I was, we've all been there, bro. I was just a fucking immature. I was immature, and uh, you know, I, when I have people talking shit to me, I used to tell them to go fuck themselves. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Kid bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I used to tell them to go fuck themselves. I said, "Who the fuck are you? You were a pro. You're not." I said, "I don't give a fuck. Wait till I get to that fucking event." I used to sell Pat. I said, <laughs> "Complexity. Wait till I get there. That complexity team's not winning no more." And that's what happened. That fucking fucking Pat. Shout out denial. Actually, actually no. no actually, I wish I wish Pat was here because Pat, we were going into it a little bit on the last show. But you know that EG team, that Evil Geniuses team. I was supposed yeah, to join yeah. that team. It was supposed to be me, Aches, Krim, and they got Dito or whatever. Yeah, they got Dito because I ended up not leaving my team. I ended up staying with my team because I, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. But I wonder what would have happened to my career if I went that route. If I took that EG spot and played with Krim and, and Pat. But I thought they were trash. <laughs> yeah, I, I had such a big ego, bro. I just remember being like, that EG team sucks. I fucking wax these kids every time I play them. 
Uh, but I mean, it was fucking people like Pat and fucking Krim, you know. So like, it it could have been a good uh, a good place for me to go, you know. Yeah. I was just a fucking prick. So I'm I'm you know it's it, I always wonder about stuff like that. Chris, you ever think about that? Like, what if I would have done this or joined? Oh this yeah team yeah yeah. I I like I obviously always think about like oh what if I wasn't a dickhead when I was a kid because I was like yeah. I got a taste of winning and I was a 17, 18 year old kid and I I, I just literally talk shit to everyone bro I mm-hmm. used to get in feuds with optic like I was an optic hater like all that type of shit because we were we were better than them at the time right yeah and but anyways I always think about that but there was actually a, a funny uh funny story I have a moment like that so in AW I ended the year with like Nagathan Royalty Remy Aqua whatever yeah. I could have stayed on their team going into Bo3 and they ended up placing third at champs they had a good year on what elevate was their team at the time but i ended up leaving and joining with like ricky nameless and miracles because obviously i was like oh black ops that's a tough that's a tough black ops three oh yeah and i ended up (laughs) i ended up leaving their team and they had a successful year and my year was freaking horrendous so i was just like man i wish i would have stayed on that team man yeah yeah it's like little little things like that like i it's just like for me, it was like the optic one, the EG one. Like, what would have happened if I went there, went here, did this? Uh, what would have happened if if uh, Phase would have got us a BZ for twenty grand in Black yeah. Ops Four? Um, it would have been, been more than twenty grand, but okay. I mean, tell all right, what you think it is. hey, sixty grand, fifty grand. Bro, I know you. I knew you were a Phase guy, you know, most of your career. Uh, but you would, I, I think you would have done well on optic, bro, for that like one on that brand. That team, that team. one more team, that team would have made way more sense if you had joined. Yeah, you, you would have done good on that team. That would, oh, yeah. dude, that'd be crazy seeing you in an optic jersey. <laughs> yeah, it would have been me, Scump, Krim, and uh, Octane. That would have been our team going into champs. The thing is, with with the optic team, you know what worried me with with optic was. The, the loyalty like if we went to champs and didn't do good yeah like they're, they're gonna you know they're gonna crim and scump were unchoppable at the time you know and octane's the main ar like i would have been the odd one out you know what i'm saying like if we didn't do good i i feel like i would have been the one to go and at that point it's like you know if we don't do good i'm gone and fucking now i lost my spot on phase you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. so it was it was itch- and then on top of that um our phase team at the time i thought was better I thought we were in World War II. Yeah, I mean, you guys, uh, you guys won. We had, we had just won season you know? one, and we we were a really good team. Like we just from practice and stuff. Like we didn't even lose maps in practice. Like we were really fucking good. Um, but at the same time, I've always wanted to play with Scump. Always wanted to play with Krim. Like I, I fucking, am, I admire those guys. I respect those guys. So it was a really tough decision. Like I really wanted to play for them. Um, but it was just one of those. I had to be smart with what I was doing. And Phase had me under contract. Like I was technically phase could be like dude you're not going anywhere you know what i'm saying so when they offered me a big contract and said take it or leave it i felt obligated to take it because if i leave it i burn my bridge you know it's it's done i mean i'm, yeah. I'm gonna, this is an organization who oh wait i remember that was wait tommy you don't have to talk details but there was rumors about it that contract was huge oh, it changed, got the bag, bro. It, changed uh, <laughs> it changed the call of duty league forever yeah that was cdl numbers like, yeah, yeah no it, damn near um, like early, we, uh, so I think the highest salary in the league was seven k a month, chat, and they yeah, okay, you blew past that. And phase and phase offered me twenty k a month. They offered me twenty thousand dollars a month. There it is. There it is. And they said the guy who worked at phase at the time, his name was Sebastian, and I'm not talking Sebastian. It was another Sebastian. Um, he ended up saying to me, he said, "Take it or leave it." He's he was a, a Norwegian guy. So you take it or you leave it. You either take it at twenty k or you 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 lose it. I said, okay, well, I'm taking it. I mean, I might as well. I had talked to Hector before the meeting, and Hector was like, I mean, you know, see what they offer you. Because Hector was, you know, he was like, he was like, I understand that you're going into negotiation. I understand how this shit works. I mean, 
He goes, realistically, like, unless they offer you anywhere around 20000 18 to 20000 a month, you know, we could give you something good over here, but unless they offer you something around eighteen to twenty, then you should take that, you know? Yeah, but, you, were, and, you were, what, 20, 21 years old at the time, probably? Yeah, Tommy? I was, yeah, I was young. Just, well, yeah, that's an absurd amount of money, if you think about it. It's a quarter a million dollars. Like. Yeah, I was young. And then uh, Hector goes, Hector goes, there's no way they offer you twenty k. I said, yeah, Hector, they're not going to offer me that, but we'll see. You know, like, I... I want them because I had my own problems going on with the organization. Like, they wouldn't get players I wanted, and we had some fallouts here and there. Uh, most of the, the people that I did have fallouts with in phase aren't even there anymore, and I'm talking mainly about that Sebastian Prick. Fuck that guy. Um, but I uh, <laughs> I was talking to him a little bit, and, um, you know, I was talking to Hector. Um, and then when I, when I told Hector what was going on, he was like, well, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, it's, it was it was crazy money, guys, you know? And then after that, after that, that's when all the next, the following year, when everybody's contract was up, what do you guys think? No, guys, I'm not talking about Seabass. Don't say Seabass because Seabass is the not, he's not. He's talking about a different Sebastian. I'm talking about was, a different Sebastian, uh, one, guys. One-time CEO of FaZe who uh, isn't with the organization anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's not with the organization anymore because he's a fucking asshole. Uh, but yeah, not Seabass, guys. I love, so, love, love Seabass. I love Seabass. He's the fucking Seabass is a big is fan cool, of this bro. show, by the way, Tom. Yeah, Seabass is always, he's is always cool, watching. He's always, always watching. Show. Seabass I remember, is the fucking man. I remember at X Games Austin, he was there, and he we like, like we were he's like had a, a big ass group. Dude. We went to the like, Kanye concert at the X Games, like that they had. It was actually so lit. I mean, dude, I I love everybody in Phase. I mean, I, I they're those guys are like family to me over there. You know, I was there for so long when I went. There's other people behind FaZe at the time that were that were leading some of these decisions. Um, but when it comes to, like, the people in FaZe and Eric Anderson and all those other guys, like, I absolutely love those guys. Like, those guys are, are family. They've always helped me and had my back through rough times, even even outside of the game. Even when it came to personal stuff, they always had my back. So, yeah. um, you know, they, those those FaZe guys have a special place for me and, and my heart, you know? Um, but Tommy, your, your story actually just has me remembering all these, like, what-ifs. Oh, if you got, if you want to continue the gameplay, we can, like, yeah, I, get, I go through that, by the way. I want to pause on a second because I just want to yeah. talk about this. Well, I, I have one more it. thing. I have one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. After that, that contract, that's when you start to see contracts really starting to hit the fan because the following year when everybody's contracts are up, everybody's like, well, you know, Zuma's on 20K. So if he's on 20K, then I want this or I'll go here, this or that. You know what I'm saying? So that's how. Well, yeah, because you had traditionally the way it worked, right? Optic, Phase, and Envy basically drove the market up from like 3K to 4K, you know, 7 to 8K. Then you got offered a deal. And suddenly players on LG wanted that money, players on Optic wanted that money. So then everybody was matching and that number like, you know, it started to trickle down. Like people that I know I'm not no, gonna listen, name specific we'll, people, we'll, but people we'll were sum getting it up. We'll sum it up. I made bags. all the COD gamers yeah. rich, guys. I made all the COD gamers yeah. rich. We'll sum it up. All right. It, it, it was funny. You guys too. sent him an invoice, Tom. It was funny too, because when I went into the meeting with Sebastian, I said, Sebastian, you gotta give me something real fucking good here. Um, because, you know, I feel like I deserve it. You know, I feel, I've been through a lot of shit because we had a lot of problems through phase. They wouldn't get certain players I wanted. We had a lot of fallouts, a lot of problems. And I said, listen, I want a good fucking deal here um, or else I'm going to be really pissed off. And he goes, we'll give you 20K, but you got to sign it right now. Blah, blah, blah. But there we go. Let's get into the match. But there's yeah, a little, so, little story for you there's guys. There's one thing to talk about from this series is this round here. So um, some good work from, just to give context because we were talking through it. So, Florida's actually up 5-3 in this map, and they kind of blew two rounds. Uh, classic, clutched up. And it goes to this 5-5. Five, five, um, and a lot of stuff, a lot of mix happens. Some unfortunate stuff goes down. Um, to start off, you get some just good mix, good action statue. You see more stuff going down middle. And then this happens. I think that Seattle got mega unlucky. What happens to Preston, who dies to his 
dice to a trophy. I'm not sure if it's his trophy or someone else's trophy. He throws you his trophy it's, down. It's his. Yeah, but it, like it throws it right next to him. You'll see it's right by the planner. Um, I mean, to be fair, he was probably one shot, so he threw a trophy yeah. down so he didn't get naded. And if he didn't throw the trophy down, the nade probably would have killed him. I yeah. mean, they probably naded it. So it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I mean, he was, you know, they probably tried to nade him out. He probably would have died anyway, unless he somehow finessed and dodged the nade, which he could have well have, have done. Bro, that's why I don't like throwing trophies down when you're super one-shot, because they're going to kill yeah. you. When I'm super one bro, well, what I fucking play, half the time I don't even throw my fucking trophy because I'm playing rank play, just going rogue. But, I mean, when I see a lot of players that are super one-shot throw a trophy down, I'm always like, oh, no, like, be careful. Like, you should always give it a second or two until you regen a little bit. Um, but I can see why people do it. Uh, yeah, and then, and then, and then where this round goes is, is, and this is why I think some teams are great S&D and, and some teams struggle, is that Seattle's kind of default reaction here is to hold. And sometimes that works. You're forcing a team to make a mistake, but don't it's on them. They need to get the bomb out of window. They need to do something. And instead they hold. You're going to watch Octane number one get picked down across the street. And then at this point it's a wrap because Gunless is nowhere to go and not a lot of time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a fucking wrap, but I think this is a big map as well for Seattle. Yeah, it'd be great if they get 1-1, go into checkmate control, yeah. which is a, a game other game better at. Like, it would have been interesting instead even though, Sam, even though Sam got picked there, good awareness by him to kind of hide himself from the flank, to be yeah. honest. Like, he was he literally got the best timing there, even though he died, but mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. 100%. Listen, I, I just want to address some things that I see in the chat. I see somebody saying it's different. Zuma on that roster would have been a more championship-caliber team, going back to, like, the optic phase shit. Um... Dude, our face team was disgusting. I mean, we got top three yeah, at champs. Our, we got top three at champs, and we arguably should have won that event. Um, a lot of a lot of pro players would say that we were the best team at that event. We threw, um, and that one hurts a lot because World War Two. That I year could have been better if we were just like, dude. The the reasons why we're getting top twelve that year at land events were actually comical. Yeah, like we, we did like shit. we should have had a couple of top fours and top sixes in there. Um, I think hard point was just sort of super up and down for us all year. Like the other two game modes. Tom, like we statistically were the best S and D team in the game. Mm-hmm. It was us and and Unilad, and you guys have won quite a few more maps than Unilad had. Uh, CTF, you guys were up there uh, after mm-hmm. you guys lost to Andrew Onyx online in like the second month of the game, and Chris lost full. Yeah, you guys yeah, got good at CTF. Lost full. And, and then, then I... Hardpoint kind of came together at the end, and I think that's why that chance chance run kind of happened. Yep. And then talking about the contract as well, I actually declined the twenty k month contract at first. I declined it. I said, Sebastian, I'm not taking this. He goes, why not? I said, well, if I'm making this, you know, I can't make that much more than my teammates. You know, we're a good team. You know, we all deserve a lot more. So if you're going to give me this, my t- my teammates need to get a huge raise. And then he doubled my teammate's salary. He he doubled everybody else's salary. Um, and then I accepted it once he told me he doubled everybody Fun- else's salary. Funny, funny story. Like, you're just mentioning what ifs. I remember two more. There's one in MW where during the beta, like when CDL teams were getting signed for the first, uh, the inaugural season, uh, I got hit up by London to join their team. And it was going to be me, Scraps, I think Waskin and Dylan or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they told me, like, they contacted me, they all got on a call and they basically were telling me that like, oh yeah, we want to play with you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they told me the salary numbers. And this is just a funny thing because i was yeah. like oh what kind of salary are you looking for and i was like oh uh, i don't know i've never been paid like this much money so i was like oh, i don't uh, know 10 i said 10k and yeah. they they laughed at me they said yeah. you could at least get 18 and i was just like what the fuck yeah, and then i was super super hyped up and then like two days go by and i'm just waiting to hear back from them and they get back to me and they tell me they're playing with rated instead uh, and i awesome. and i lost full composure and then the same thing happened this year 
um, towards the end of the season or the end of the, like the roster period, yeah. I was approached by uh, Paris yeah. and they said, Oh yeah, we're, we're like looking to pick you up and stuff like that. It was cause fire fire was vouching for me. Shout out to, to my boy. Yeah. Um, he was vouching for me and I was supposed to play on that team with scraps again, fire. And I think aqua uh-huh. and then like a day two goes by and then the same thing happens. They that, said yeah. they wanted to play with like, I think Nick or something. I, mean, I was happens, just like, Jesus it Christ, so man. Much, man. It happens so much where like people, yeah. people are, you know, they say one thing to you and then a day or two goes by and everything changes. I mean, it's happened yeah. so many times. I've, I've never been teased so much more in my life. I was like, Oh, finally I get to start like, Oh, never mind. Yeah. And and I saw a couple people saying cap about about what I said. I mean, you can ask my teammates if you don't believe me. Go ask Attach, Chris, and Priesta at the time. They they all got raises. They'll they'll tell you themselves. Yeah. Um. um and Ben will tell get, you too. But getting yeah, I mean you're not capping. But getting back to this map, Tom, do you know that with this win, Seattle's won six control maps in a row. I mean that's fantastic. Row, yeah. I mean they're a good control. After team. they were they were just abysmal at this game mode. It's still it, listen like they we talked about it earlier like they had that good decent run at land. Look at they lost this series. But if they can just Dude, the wind conditions are starting to get there for this team. It's maybe a little bit a little bit too late, but if they're rounding in control, they get more consistent at S and D. Win fifty percent of your hard points. It's a three one right there. Dude. Yeah, bro. You see him? Yeah. He's going. He's going he's rogue, bro. Ben, I yeah. agree with you. I mean, I you don't know, you know what I love about this roster is they have that roster where if things aren't going right, they know how to fix them. Like they have a lot of veteran players. It's, it's just too late though. That's the only thing. Like, I know. Just, the the I margin know. for error is like. Uh, but what do you think no. next year? You see a whole new look to the Seattle team next year. If they continue to perform well, like granted, obviously their season is pretty chalked in terms of like what, like going to champs and stuff like that. If they continue to perform well, like at least, you know, be competitive uh, throughout the rest of the state or stage in the major and stuff like that. Then I don't know. I think, I think they'll look to keep at least, you know, a few I of them, think, not one of I them think at least. Gonna, I think that um, especially Octane and Gunless, if they are free agents in this season, are going to get offers on their team. So I don't know how successful they will be if they want to keep the core of this together or if that's uh, the right decision. I think that's one of the more one of the interesting storylines going to roster mania because I feel like there's a lot of teams that need uh, a little bit more leadership and a little bit more work ethic, and Gunless brings that. And we yeah. know the skill ceiling that Octane has, and he can upgrade a few teams. Oh yeah, so. and a lot of the, the, the Sam's probably like done with his like two year, right? He probably signed a two year. Yeah, I assume. Me, I mean, we don't know. It's, it's don't not know. public. Ben, so let me ask you uh, something, true. though. Ben. True, true, true. Yeah. Let me ask you something. All right, let's start with Octane. All right. Yeah. Who's offering Octane a spot? Who? The team that he used to be on before franchise. I could see. He's yeah, not going I LAPs. Can, He's not going I could. LAPs. I mean, I could see it. No. I mean, I mean. You're telling me that you don't think there's a percent chance I don't, that these okay, are in the mix. Okay, maybe thieves, maybe thieves, but I feel like right now they have slasher and they have and they have they have AR players. They have those ARs unless they want to get rid of Austin. Uh, I, listen, thieves, Minnesota, Florida could definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say Florida, Florida, LAG. I mean, Florida is a little bit with skies. I I like skies, so maybe not so much that one. But think Minnesota, about think about some LA, of these teams, in terms of the though, American man. teams. Minnesota, LAG, thieves. I can definitely see in the mix. Obviously, New York's spoken for. Atlanta's spoken for. I don't think Dallas is dropping crim for, for him. And I don't. I don't see how it, it makes it work with optic. And and there could be more. I mean, if London and Paris are throwing around some cash, like that's what I'm saying. Like he is going to be entertaining offers if he is a free agent. I don't 100%. know for certain. Hundred percent. Yeah. No. I. I mean. I guess you're right. I mean, I was just thinking more like a lot of these teams are not going to be able to pay what Octane's looking for. Are not going to want to pay what he's looking for, and I wonder if we're going to see a lot of um salaries go down. Ben, what do you think now that we're coming at? Because guys, 
we're getting to the point now where everybody signed two-year contracts. Everybody signed one plus ones. A lot of people took their option going into the second year. So a lot of people are free agents at the end of the year. And I don't know if some of these franchise teams are willing to go as high as they were they went initially. Um, that's, a, that's a great question, Tom. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest wild card now is we have to see if there's any new rule changes for next year. I think that will dictate if if there's any uh, if there's any momentum to drive the the player cost market down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Um, this point. I mean, this was in this was in the Overwatch League. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was like some like investigation being done by I forgot so, exactly so I, what. So so like the, the issue is that um, so there's an article. There's an article discussed about Overwatch League, and it's it's it comes down to a technical thing with labor, uh, and the salary cap, and having a salary cap if you don't have uh, a CBA agreement, like if the players don't contractually um, uh, bargain for their rights. I think the OGs is like looking into it, but we don't know more than that. CDL yeah. has a similar salary cap, from my understanding. Yeah, so that's what I'm we'll saying. Things that can be shaken up. Effects. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. don't know exactly what the deal is, but that could, that could be one of the catalysts to salaries changing. But that's not that's not going to change. If anything, that would drive salaries up, though. If if that were if the if the soft cap goes away, then salaries would go up because teams are going to be willing to spend more because they don't have to deal with a soft luxury tax. Salary caps go up, and the BZ fucking simp, Arsides, those Forget guys are going it, nowhere. Ever. I mean, they're not going anywhere to begin with. I mean, uh, yeah, those, I know, those guys yeah. are not going to take, even if it's, say, 100 grand. I mean, they're not going to take a 100 grand increase on their salary to go play somewhere else. They're not going to do it. When they can make, when they can make, make it 100 all back grand plus in prize money. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, the, and, the and they get the championships team, on Tom, top of it. The core, th- we talked about it in the last show. The core three of that team, Tom, has made, we'll have at the end of the season, made more than it's going to probably end up being more like three quarters of a million, maybe close to a million. They're yeah. easily going to clear half a million in two years in price. Yeah, that's true. Oh, just well, think there, about that. Wasn't like, there like an argument on Twitter, uh, Ben about people or somebody said that the salary cap needs to go like down or something. So there could be a spread of talent or something like that. What was no, it? That, that, that's somebody was the, tweeting something the, like that. I can't sal- remember what it was. Salary cap is a soft cap. It's not a hard cap. Oh, it's okay. not going to change it. And I also saw the argument that 12, the 16 teams, that's not going to change it either. I think a lot of it, what is going to come down to a team like FaZe, is just very simple. It's not about the money. Don't think about it as the money. The fact of the matter is the players want to team with each other. Yeah, they're going to make that money anyways. They're they're going to win. So why would I go take a few extra bucks to go team with someone, be miserable, and not win over teaming with a team that I know that we are going to, at the end of the year, be in the grand finals of champs and have an opportunity to win it? Yeah, That's the thought process that's going on there. Yeah, I think those. I think that's just chalk now. Like they just got allowed to form, and now it's just chalk for the rest of eternity I mean, hey, until they start. Until they stop winning. There's so much shit to think about next year too, because I feel like building rosters going into next year, people are gonna build a roster to try and counter phase. I mean, how are we gonna beat phase? Let's build a roster to beat phase. Yeah, but right? is there is there is there enough talent for the for most of those teams in the like to build rosters like yeah. that? I mean, teams are gonna. I, have I to, think there are hundred percent. Yeah, there's but, teams but are it, gonna have to figure out the right combination of players to match their energy. You know, kind of like what Dallas did last year. Um, but the thing is, is like you know, it's a lot harder to do that. You know, like, my my guess, Tom, is I think that the teams that are at the top right now in terms of the mix of New York, Dallas, Optic, going in the offseason, all of an opportunity to be that team. Uh, first off, I think like everybody sleeps on Toronto. I think the core of that yeah, team is great. extremely good. Great. Just never gets in these conversations, and their work ethic is incredible. I really like New York. I think the biggest limiter for New York is just like Hydra's got to be able, not just to be able to speak English, but he's got to be able to understand English, think English. Like yeah. That's going to take time. 
and they're just going to need to gel. And for Dallas, it's just it's just kind of getting back to that form. I think they've got the the talent for them. To me, maybe the weakest like is Ender, uh, but he played well at Land. Wait, he's been, four, so. well, he's been playing well. He's been playing well. Yeah, he's yeah. been playing well. So I, I think it's, I think it would be at, at the top level. It's not an opportunity. No, at the top, at the team. top level, there is right at the top level. I think there is because all those people, all those teams are going to have their pick of the litter in terms of like the top talent that is coming from the lower teams. But on the lower end, like, and I'm not even saying this because I'm in challengers. Like, we need to see a influx of challenger players. And I know, right. If it's, especially if we don't expand, like I know that there's a lot of veterans like myself, Zinni, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, that are in, you know, looking, looking, looking in from the outside, but at the same time, like we need to grow our talent pool. And if we're going to sit there and make these terrible makeshift rosters, and at the same time, some of these organizations and, and, and franchises are going to be paying, like, let's say Zinni, for example, and like Zinni's a good player, but Zinni has a really good big brand. Like, so obviously he's going to end up having to, he's going to get paid more. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying Zinni shouldn't be on a roster, but I'm saying like, why pay more for X player, not Zinni, just saying, it's just an example. Yeah. Why pay more for X player when the roster is probably not going to perform the best looking at the talent that we can get. And let's start investing in some unknown talent. So let me, and wanna, seeing how they I can I want to stop you there. Cause I agree with you and I'll tell you exactly why it's not happening. And this is not to like fault players or teams for this. This league is very new. You do not have front offices in many cases that have a lot of call of duty experience. And look, let's look at some of the teams that are at the top of the league and while they're there. Chicago, Hector has managed a lot of teams over the years. FaZe, you've got Crowder and RJ who have been in this scene and coaching for a very long time. You've got Dallas, Robert Way, who just like Chris used to compete. And Hash, who's owned a lot of teams. Steve, you've got that experience. Like, there are a lot of other teams on the bottom end of the league that don't have that experience, don't have oh, oh, talent you're, in the you're front right, You're right, you're right. I'm circling back. They don't have the talent in the front office where they're not leaning on the players to yeah, provide yeah. that gaps in knowledge. No, right? I'm, I'm speaking about I'm speaking about like, okay, for example, like like LAG. LAG definitely yeah. has that. They have people that have been involved in Call of Duty for a long time with, with uh, Bevels and Ricky. And then not even that. Like I'm saying like, okay, if you're going to keep – somebody on the roster that is a, like a veteran or you want to sign a veteran like by all means get your zinni get your me get your slack whatever etc it, it, whoever you want to invest in i'm talking about the rest of the pieces we like they need to stop being like okay we want you who do you want to play with and recycling the same players and that, it's not because that, i you, don't you you know it as well as i know it Tom, i know. You know it too the pro players are very particular sometimes and yeah. we're not going to sit here and name and shame people because I think it's pointless. Yeah. We're going to get a circular argument. They're going to come in this team and speak oh, yada yada. Yeah. They, they, they get – like when it comes to glue guys and glue individuals like that to, to finish teams, they get consulted. And oftentimes they're not willing to take risks. But look at the teams that do. They're the exactly. ones that excelled over the last couple of years because they're willing to take a chance on a talented young player. Look, sometimes it doesn't work, work out, but sometimes it does. Look at the Dallas team last year, for example. You know, No one really wanted a team with – with Shotzi and Ender. Just like I made that comment about the face thing a couple of shows ago. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that's that spermed Dallas. And I think those guys were on a chip on their shoulder because a lot of players were looking at the roster and they didn't think it was going to be very good. Yeah. Well, yeah. they ended up winning champs, so it worked out for them. Yeah, but that that's what I'm saying. Like I've said this seven million times. I just want not only those franchises, mm -hmm. but the players that do get these opportunities where they can like essentially 
have a say in building their squads, even though they not, might not be in an ideal situation, they need to stop recycling players, yeah. period. Take some risk because these players, these veterans are going to be there. They're not going anywhere. Find the talent because if there's not enough talent to go around that you know like already – Start finding it because that's the only way you're going to find these people that are going to be contending, whether it's this year well, or the no, next year. I, no. as, the as challenger joined, system, the challenger system in. needs to be better to entice teams oh, to I, actually I, have full-on academy rosters to actually look at the talent. You cannot look at challengers and see who's getting kills and say this guy needs a pro league spot. It, I'll, use, I'll, use, I'll use Venom as an example. Venom was incredibly good in challengers, nowhere near as good at the pro level. Oh yeah, so there's I know. obviously I'm not... so there's obviously players who come from challengers and they're gonna do great, and there are challengers who are gonna play against actual professionals, well, I mean... and they're not gonna host fuck the pros, and it's a completely different ball game. But 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 you can't hold on, compare hold on, hold on, Venom. No no no, 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 no. Before I go, fucking yeah. Venom. Venom was playing well, like he was playing all right, but he was not playing anywhere near to the level he was playing in challengers. Yeah, but no that might not necessarily. But that might not necessarily be like all up to him. Why? I don't know why we're roasting Venom. Yeah, he's. The, the point you're saying. Wait, 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 no, no, no. I'm not. Wait, I'm yeah. not roasting Venom at all. But I mean, he was at the very top of challengers. He got to the pro level, and he wasn't that yeah. outstanding. Okay, and then you look at players guys, like Paul guys, X. That what, what, the what is your what is your greater point here? There are going to be players. Look, specific to Venom, right? There's players he on, who are special. He was, a, he was on a thieves team where he's forced to be entry. There, there are a lot of people preaming and baiting him. Like, yeah, like he wasn't getting like miraculous two pieces. Like you would see a BZ do, but I wouldn't say that he was playing like horrendously awful no, at the pro I didn't, level. No, I didn't say that either. But I said he was not as outstanding at the pro yeah, level. That, and, yeah, and not, not everybody's how... going to be. Okay, yeah, but, but we're not. We're not. We're not saying that. So like, there's this argument where it's Fuck like, it. okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tom. No, you're good. You're good. There's this argument that like I saw a slasher tweet and something like that. If you're good enough, if you're undeniable. This is, the, this is the thing that I hate. You'll get in. And yes, I agree. If you're undeniable, like, you'll get a spot. But at the same time, and this isn't even shot at, like, anybody, like, specifically, but there's sure as hell a lot of players that are veterans that are fucking deniable as fuck. And I say that with confidence because I've seen them play for years and they have not shown me anything Wait, that warrants on. them. Well, hold on. I'll, like, I'll, take a, I'll take a direct shot. We're literally watching this LAG team play right now. And I am, again, please, Bevels and Ricky, if you guys hear this, LAG management... We'd love to get you guys on the show and understand because I think this team, unfortunately, is a good example. I, I think going into this year, I would still like to know kind of the logic on on what was the, the thought process with this team, what they think their ceiling was, and what was their goal was. Because what they've done now is they let Reese Vivid, and I know there was some internal stuff going on there, and I think he had some disagreement with the coaching staff, but they let him walk to a Dallas team that just got second. And now this LAG team, yeah, they won a hard point yesterday, breaking a 12 Per point lose streak. This is a 20 minute series, and they were very lucky they didn't get 20 point clubbed in this map. Okay, but listen, if we're gonna sit here and say that, um, listen, uh, I did not use Venom as an example to like roast the kid. I think he's good. I was just saying like his high in challengers wasn't reached at the pro level. Right, and if right. And if yeah. we're gonna say he was put into a rough spot on that team. Then you have to say that. Then you can say that about every single player. You can say, "Oh, you put assault okay, on phase who do okay, well." But, you put you put mental on Dallas. He'd probably be playing better. Like you but, can use that for every I, single I don't player. But there's that, also, but listen, okay, let me talk now because I've been trying to fucking talk for about ten fucking minutes now. Fuck. One, I was gonna say what what Looney said in the chat. One, where Zinni already acknowledged it. I was trying to say that before he got put into a shit situation. Two. There's certain people who who are young talent like MC and fucking Priesta and all these other guys who 
I personally don't even compare him to Venom. Venom. Like, there's there's people, young talent that people weren't even didn't even want to pick up. Somebody like Selium, Priesta, fucking Asum, where people weren't even fucking even looking or even giving a fuck at them. And I'm sitting there like, dude, these kids are fucking gross. Like, dude, they're Preston special, had, special talents. Best like individual set, and it was a small sample size, by the way. Best individual stats. An infinite warfare, right. and there was zero interest in the guy. It, 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 it was like, mind-blowing. Okay, hold on. I'm forgetting a key point, though. Like, no, people but that it, played with him were saying negative things about him, which is yeah, going to happen. Exactly okay, which, which, should, is, which is what always what happens. Happen. That's what okay, always happens, though. Oh, okay, but that, that's not people not recognizing the talent. For example, you cannot say, looking at Asim on your Black Ops 4 team, that you'd think he would be this good at this game. There is no way, unless you had actual first-hand knowledge. what do you mean? It, no, no. So Zin, Kaisi, Kaisi, Zin, that, that's, the, that's, that's the problem, Zin, is yeah. all these pros no, always try to tear these up-and-coming players down. They did it to no me. No room they, to grow, bro. They, they, they no don't, they don't want... No, uh, um, let's, no, no, hold on, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Let's be honest here. Pro players don't want... Some pro players are have a big egos. They don't want to see some of these pro these young, young guys come up and make a name for themselves. They'll have... Yeah. If, they, if a veteran player picks up a young player and they lose an event, who's going to get the blame? The new guy in the, in the fucking team. The new guy. That's so. how it. Zin, that's how it's always been. Zin. That's no, how wait, it's can we talk been. about Asim thing? Not I, anymore, I, though. Hold on. Look, I'm gonna go back to the Asim thing, man. Tom and I have known Asim for a long time. Whenever we talk to Asim, the biggest shortcoming in his game is you have undeniable gun skill. Like this kid, you could tell he has the ability to shoot. It was a decision making, learning to pace the game better. Yeah, you want to play as a crack sub, but make the plays that someone like a simp does, where you're letting the game come to you, and that is the biggest development. That I think ASIM has done over the last year and a half. I actually think that the Minnesota team and the coaching staff should give some credit because you start to see that play style start to develop into his game last year. And I tweeted, by the way, I was mind blown that he got zero offers after that season. Zero because offers. his teammates, his teammates did not they did not play well as a team. He got zero offers. He got a New York team, continue that development, and that's why he's good. And, and listen, uh, pro players don't even make opinions for themselves, like Zinni just said. You know, they sit in team speak, they talk shit about certain people, no, and then people don't pick no, them up. You're just leaving out key points. There were people on your phase team were right. saying negative things about ASIM. So, so to sit here and say it was all positive from the phase camp is completely false. Because I remember the conversations like they were yesterday. Like there, there's two sides to every story. And right. let's also go back and, to my original and, point. And, I think challengers need to have a better system so pros can actually look at the play. Or, sorry, not pros. The, pro, like, the, like pros and coaches the... can actually like, like, like look at LAG Academy, right? Like I actually yeah. like that they have a full actual roster and mm -hmm. the coaches are actually involved in some capacity because at least you can like look at their tendencies and see what they're actually doing. Instead of just looking at okay, this guy's dropping forty on his triple West Coast host. But Zinni, like, you yeah, just yeah, made yeah. Zinni, Zinni, you just made my point, Zinni. Zinni. You just made my point by saying there was people on the face team that were talking. Exactly, that's my point. Why would you talk shit about Asim? He he was phenomenal on our face team. Okay. He was great for us. Listen, I'm Tom, just I want that, that made my no, point. Guys, it makes my oh, point. Hold on, hold on, guys. I want to take that one step further. I actually don't mind this. I agree with you. The neutral host thing, if they can fix that, I actually think this challenger system is great. Yeah, We've got a lot of really don't but think about it, right? It's going to get better with live events when they come back because you're going to be able yep. to actually have challenger stuff on land. Well, I don't know what you guys want them to do about that right now. Neutral should be great. And in the beginning of the year, there was literally a scouting combine where teams could come in with Codcaster, where teams were hosting those games and be able to evaluate talent. At the end of the day, if the teams aren't doing their homework correctly, if they're not like doing their scouting in a particularly meaningful way and not making the right decisions, I'm not really sure what you want to ask then in that situation. It comes back to my argument in the beginning. Over time, these front offices will develop more talent that can do a better job of evaluating what's out in the field. Yeah. Right now, people are taking a lot of shots in the dark because there isn't on a lot of teams 
some built-in cod knowledge to make those tough decisions. Yeah, it will and, fix itself over and, time, and the thing that, And the thing that I want to say is, and I agree with you because I'm in this challenger scene and I see how volatile it is. I've been dealing with it for two years in challengers, right? And, but the, my point is to say is like, take, I want I want these franchises and even if like, like let's say you get signed to a team and you're like, okay, looking for players, like just stop going with this influx of veteran talent because you're already in a bad situation. Take risk and give these players time to grow. I'm not saying they're going to come out and just be fucking the best they're not gonna be like how draws has been playing for for thieves or standy's been playing for for them right away but give them time to I do agree. so and like actually invest in them like like be more than just another teammate right like mm -hmm. do, like I'm, and I'm not even trying to sit here and gas myself because i've said this a hundred times but how a pro should act if they're taking competitive serious in challengers is how i do it i go mm -hmm. I put everything into what I do and not only am I a teammate, but I'm a mentor to these players and I put everything that I can into them because I want to see them succeed so I can succeed. So teams need to do that. Franchise need to do that and take risk, bro. Yeah. Because well, can I, can well, I put, well, hold on. Hold on. I want to add on to that real quick. I, kind of close uh, I mean, that also goes back circle. to my initial fucking Michael Jordan fucking rant a couple few months ago. Remember yeah. where I'm like, some of, these some of these veteran players do not know how to be a good teammate. They don't know how to mentor these kids. They don't know how to be a good teammate. If, if shit hits the fan, they're already blaming them. They're already talking shit and fucking behind their backs. They're already ruining the kids' confidence, bro. You, the coach and the management to step in. Like, oh, bro, yeah, but then 80% of the coaches in the league aren't even respected by their own teams oh, they don't even oh, give a fuck i mean listen i i think just like anything there's good players there's bad players there's good coaches there are not so great coaches but i mean like to put it all on players like coaches have i think a, a, a way bigger role in this day and age than they would a year or two years ago right it used to be player in depends now, on the coach now you at least have coaches it, it, either way i agree that every franchise team should at least have a couple subs who are um young and up-and-coming talent yeah, or even subs, and that's at why least. It, it, it just finding i would like if every franchise team like was kind of forced to have an academy team even though i don't think that's really possible to do just so it's like you can at least nurture the talent and, and put them into like a, a pro system and, like, i agree with, i agree with you Sam, but but the flip side of that is you can have an academy team but then who's spearheading the development of that academy team look guys i they were talking in a circle i want to make no, one point a good conversation Keep i want to make one point and preston's dad is making the exact point i was literally just about to make guys call of duty has been around for a very small window you've got sports like baseball soccer for example where they have been around for almost a hundred years and you have a hundred plus years of institutional knowledge of how to develop talent and players guys give it time the front offices the coaching staffs will figure out how to build those resources yeah, yeah, yeah. to make this work right now people are just trying to make it work and they don't understand the systems and the tactics in a in a really holistic way to kind of take young players and develop them so they lean on veteran talent and, yeah. and, and going back to coaches going back to coaches i feel like you know what i just said how some teams don't yeah. don't respect their coaches that could be for two different reasons one either the coach is shit and doesn't speak up or never says anything and that could just be because maybe he's scared or i don't know what there's definitely coaches in this league that do absolutely nothing they just sit there and they don't have they have no clue how to make their team better they have no clue how to run their team and, and how to talk to their players because the way you talk to your 
your players and the way you approach things and the way you act and it, it, whatever, it goes a long way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that shit goes a super long way, and I think there's a lot of coaches <laughs> in the league that have no idea what they're doing. And I think that also leads to players not respecting their coaches. When they when a player has a coach, when there's problems going on in a team and the coach is doing nothing about it, then players start fucking hating their coach. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. this guy doesn't uh, do anything, this guys- and that. You know, listen, it's so I, many problems. So many no, problems. I, I, problem think, is... I think we should listen, Jen. I kind of want to put a stop to this conversation because we are literally going in a giant circle. I think we talk about this more, but we all agree that at the end of the day, time's going to kind of solve all wounds here. Would like though to discuss this series because, as we discussed yesterday, this, this, series, this series sucks. Is LAG ugly. is shit, this bro. Is ugly. <laughs> They are, so, they are so bad. <laughs> they are bad. What do you want us to say? They got 15 points in the first hard point. They got red through in the fucking SD. The control. And, and, and I, like love, I love the guys goal. on LAG, but this is a prime example of what I'm talking about, period. Like, it's I love the guys the prime in LAG example too. Listen, I love the guys it's in LAG. It's a prime too. example of it. I it's do. just like, let's just get fucking a whole bunch of veterans and, and, and throw them together with Reese. And Reese ended up uh, benefiting from the situation later on in the season. But it's the same fucking scenario. Just get a whole bunch of vets and stuff like that. And it just does not fucking work. And it, and Listen, it, goes, uh, back, it goes back to his uh, point. And Tom, I disagree. I'll, 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 I'll kick to you here in a second. Here comes Dan, aka Looney. Listen, Tom, guys, hold on one second. Let's talk about mental. Look, clearly the guy is making a transition to a different game. He's being put into an extremely shit situation. Oh, I feel bad for the guy. The, the team has not been playing well. He looks like more of a preempt type sub player, so maybe would fit more as an AR. In another situation, like Asim last year, if you give someone with time, he may develop. He might still be a good piece, but I'm seeing shit people on sub social media and Reddit judge this guy off of two series on a yep. bad team. I just think that is a shitty thing to do. Yeah, They're no, trying yeah. to see what his talent is. And what I would love to see mental get another shot, maybe with this team, with another team next year, with a better team that wa- that kind of has the foundations to win. Cause right now this team does not. There's been yeah. a lot of victims of this scenario. He's yeah. not new to it. Trust me. I guess I'll be the only real one in here and just, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick at all. I've been in challengers for a while. When I play against when I played against the academy team, mental was not anything special. Like I, I said it before, I think Nero. He started getting better later on. But Nero's God. Okay, but to sit like we can't gas him like this guy was unreal in challengers. No, Boy, no I, I said was, that on my stream that he's not. Who, who Nero... was you're gassing and that he was unreal in challengers? Yeah. Like who? Yeah. No one said that. Oh, is Nero? Is Nero really good? He needs another shot. But like, what? What have you seen to be like? Listen, 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 listen. First year in COD, who's getting his like cash ran by like pros and and this is uh this is a this is completely relevant to the situation. Granted, like I do agree that there are other players that deserve like to play for this team. At the same time, mental is an unknown. Like granted, yeah, he didn't have the he didn't play the best in challengers. He did have points in time when challengers because I played him as well, where he was playing well for his team. But he's an unknown. Like he has no experience. So like maybe there's just like an experiment experiment for these guys. Let's get this guy some experience under his belt. Maybe we'll keep him next year, et cetera, et cetera. So like besides the situation, is it's a I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You I, get what I'm trying to say. I get, I, I get what you're trying to say. I get yeah. It, well, but... the thing is with what you were saying, Haggy, where you want like a system to develop uh like amateurs i agree with the thing is is when that main team starts getting smoke they throw him in there like he's supposed to be some savior yep. and it just leaves a bad taste in everyone's that, mouth that's why that's, that's the why problem with it though. yeah that's why i'm saying at the Currently. beginning of the season invest in these players and give them time to I grow mean, hey, hey, because but even in the beginning of the season bro you pick up a couple players how many times have we seen amateurs at the beginning of a cod season perform nasty 
you think they're gross and as it develops everyone starts catching up and then they kind of fall well, well fall the way behind. the way i've seen it dan is and this is not new not not, not even just this year like yeah. there was like a couple months of the game's lifespan where everyone was just scrimming 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 mm -hmm. scrimming right and and then the pro league starts during that time that's when you have that time to work on nowadays yeah. how you're saying it these players are getting put in mid-season and oftentimes yeah. they have a week maybe less oh, to start working with a team and that's what i'm saying when i say they have no room to develop i'm not saying it that they're not in for time because what venom was in there for what like two months maybe a month and a half yeah, two months yeah, like yeah, yeah that's time. enough time but this it's it's more so at the beginning of the season you have like three months of time where you're not even playing an actual match yet and you're all learning it's a fresh start you're yeah. learning it together you're not getting thrown into a already predetermined system you yeah, see what i'm but, saying but, but let's, uh, say, uh, let's yeah. take a Go step ahead, back Tom. here because Go because ahead, i agree with what parasite's saying i agree with him lag had that young talent to mentor and build around it was in vivid reese they had him and they got rid of them when the kid they, wanted. Tom, when the kid the wanted years, to make a change, they've, they've and, and also had, they've had Spart, Blast, and Decimate on the roster at points in the last two years as well. That's my uh, thoughts It's just there. like, listen, you have the young talent, and you see the talent. We can all say that Vivid was their best player when he was on LAG. That there's a reason he's on the fucking Dallas right now. He was a good player. When the kid goes back to the organization and says, "Look, I really want to win, and I'm trying to give it everything I got. I'm definitely playing the best on a team. Let's try and make some moves." The team feels attacked, so they drop. They put him on the bench. That's pathetic, man. That is pathetic. Yeah. Wait, didn't Silly come on I here don't and say that he didn't want to do that? What the fuck is that all about? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's exactly what happened. Vivid basically wanted to make changes, and they yeah. said yes. they said no. No, they couldn't come to an agreement with him. Right. So he but he benched himself. Right, that's that really is ridiculous. Yeah. But, 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 saying, but that's what I'm saying. Tom is that the they players were, didn't decide the, that. It's not like yeah. Silly is so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But but that's what I'm. But management. But that's exactly my point, though. They are shitting the sheets, and Vivid is and Vivid is trying to help the team, and they don't want to help. So Vivid was like, "All right, then, fuck it." I'd rather bench myself and go somewhere else. The, We're just, not going anywhere. Just to put a cap on the point that I'm trying to make, like, unless you're signing, like, superstars and you're, like, a lower team that's looking for talent and you can't really find any of these superstar benchmark players, I want to see one, two veterans max that you see potential in and then just sign two amps. Like, oh, and I'm not Zindy saying sign just... To this, go and ahead, I sorry. agree with your point, and Zinni can attest to this, right? On Ultra, I picked up Zinni, right? And we were building a team. Uh, initially, we wanted Pharaoh, Desi, and I forgot our fifth. I think it was going to be like Pristini and maybe someone else, right? And yeah, once I got out of the card. Right? Uh, yeah. And then uh, then I think that's when Ultra went and signed Brack, right? So it, it, it gave a bad taste in Desi's mouth, F3's mouth, everyone, right? They're like, I don't know, dude. It doesn't seem like you have control. I said the same thing you're saying. Hey, I'm like, listen, at this point, fuck it. Keep Shoxy and let's just fucking just. Shot in the dark, right? When you when you you, yeah. you when you're in the worst uh, possible spot, or not worst, but like when you're in that you can't position, deny the guy had it's just a shot in the dark. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I literally texted him and I was like, "Yo, let's fucking do this thing." And then he literally texted me like, "I'm on envy, bro," and I was just like, "I don't think so yet." And then that's when the whole thing serious, well, uh, this goes happened. Back to my point, Dan, and then is, stuff like that. And then after that, yeah. I was just like, "You know what? We got the Spaniards." Fuck it, let's play yeah. with the Spaniards. <laughs> and like I said, Zinni can attest. I literally said that, but then uh, when we did the whole 10-man thing, uh, Nick and Zin didn't really uh, think we can uh, fill like the the Spaniard like gap with yeah, English yeah, yeah. With, with both of them at the same time, and that's when we played with Adrian. But I do agree when it comes to that. When when you can't make a roster that you think can completely like 
just compete for champions head on. Invest. Take a shot in the dark. Bro, exactly. guys, that's back, what I'm trying. Back, I do agree with that point. Listen, the ten man roster was fucking Fugazi. It goes back to our original point, which is we found Cammy. I'll give him that. Yeah, true. A lot of this is growing pains again of teams that don't have people that have had to face that decision for four or five consistent years, right? In building teams, this is their first, second, third go around. So they need like a lot of orgs are going to need a lot of time to go through guys. You just people aren't just going to get it hundred percent. Nah, the time nah, off but, of that. but the they thing, need the experience to make the, the right thing decisions. Been, the thing has been, it's been two years for some of these teams. It's been two years, Paris. It's been two years. They did the same thing. Got a whole bunch of veterans. It didn't work. They think what the only person they've like kind of invested in was like a what Kismet. Like the fans never played. I, I didn't actually. No, no, no. no. Well, honest, yeah, fire. I didn't like hate, one person. I didn't hate the team that Paris. I think Paris is a bad example. Of this okay. Year. Well, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm saying like Paris, LAG, same thing. Seattle to an extent, same thing. Like they've had their go around. Like, and I'm not even saying this to get like, uh, like me signed because I'm in challengers. No, like Paris, go fucking invest in some of the Frenchies. Go invest in some of the EU players, like Nasty or something. I, I well, well, don't but even like, get me started on that because <laughs> because because Paris was was fucking baiting with New York to get Paco, and yeah. I'm sitting here like, how the fuck? When we got Paco, I'm sitting there like, how the fuck did we get Paco? Paris should have put every dime they had to get that kid. He's yeah, literally yeah. the French phenom. It's the Look, perfect fit. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. You can't even make that excuse. Oh, you have you. Ha it's going to take time, bro. These teams, these lower seated teams, these lower tier teams and, and franchises, no offense, have had time and they have continued to see failure building scenarios that are very, very similar. Granted, yes, I know Paris invested in 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 what, like Kismet or whatever, like on their team. And he was one of the like uh, like amateurs, like Luca. kind of kind of new. Like, Luca. Yeah. Luca and stuff like that. And then, uh, what was that I going to say? Who else? Who else? No, no, no. I was going to say. But they, but they had some potential at the beginning of oh, the pair, year. And then pair, they, kinda, pair. they kind of fell off and then they changed. Yeah. I want to bring up a specific example, right? Look at how teams filled their sub lineup last year. Oh, last Most year was teams pathetic. picked up ARs. You want to know what happened? Oh, shit. All of a sudden, we need to get an SMG player. In this five v five, but we but don't nothing, have one on our on our nothing, roster. Nothing is wrong with picking up ARs because one, it, and sorry to use in, but it panned out for for um for yeah. Toronto. It was more so like look at your team's composition and see what you're going to potentially need. Like uh, one good example was this was uh the Optic team, Optic LA. They had what Slasher on there. They had Dashy on there. Like Chino. they had like two Chino. Like well, no, no, Chino was a sub. They had Slasher. They had Slasher. Yeah, Slasher. Dashi and Cap, and yeah. then they signed Goonjar and Cheen as subs. And yeah. I'm big, glad they got the opportunities. What the fuck, bro? If your team falls apart, your only option are ARs. And looking at the lineup, you have Dashi and Slasher Look at the time, right, going in from BO4. You're not going to think those guys are going to struggle. Why the fuck are you signing assault Listen, rifle players? Tom and I, Tom How can would you attest think the other three would struggle? Tom and I can attest to this. We had a conversation during the offseason of Modern Warfare, we're sitting in this team speak. And Tom and I were like, bro, honestly, right now, this this is like during an offseason, there are not a lot of world-class SMG players. Like, there is a shortage of SMG players. You would say, like, these are players right now that I think across. could win. And that's why it was so bizarre to me, like, how that offseason played out, where teams weren't trying to then, like, with the subspot, like, pick up a SMG player that has potential on the off chance that they're good and they could slot in the lineup. Instead, they went with 
veteran players that had experience that were slow yeah. AR players, and then the meta didn't suit that, and they had no flexibility. Wait, to make go, moves. wait, but Ben, going from right CDL, going from CDL to CW or CWL to CDL, I will say it was a lot more difficult because the challenger scene had a lot less eye, less eyes on it, and it was less developed than it like started to get in MW. So like realistically your sample sizes for like investing in amateur sub players that lacked right was from like the like the 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 what's it called the heretics team like 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 uh the midnight team with like royalties app and stuff like that you didn't really have too many but like after the mw you season you can't, you can't you can't you can't forget about COVID. I, I, I think that's COVID. oh yeah yeah because so at the toby, end of the day yeah, yeah, yeah. listen dude at the end no, of the day COVID, nothing, not toby. Oh, COVID, sorry i thought you said guys, toby but yeah toby as well listen not at the end of the day nothing was stopping one of these franchises in like when when they got their charter and they were starting to work with the league, they did their branding and all that stuff, that they could have sat there and hired someone to go and scout chat the last couple of open events of the year to figure out who's out there in depth options. That was still oh, yeah. a, a I agree thing that they that could sense. have done. I, I disagree with the point that it's like, well, but it wasn't it, developed. It was a lot less. They had the opportunity. So to I, have a, the I, have a, I have a statement on the question. So like – I don't want to go on this tangent. It's a different conversation. Yeah. I've said it many times. We need more spots. You'd see a lot more faces if we had 16 more players in the league. That's I, just, I, I, that, I agree with you. That, that goes without saying. It's a lot harder when you have a 12-team, 48-player starting no, league. I actually, I and actually then I have, 100% and, and I have disagree with that take. Yeah, okay. Ben, ben I, hates I, that take. I understand where you're coming with That's this take. Zero already? But, dude, I, I feel like I'm getting really a competition on the show, but it's all good. Uh my thing is that at the end of the day, 16, 12 doesn't matter. At the end of the day, like the people making roster decisions and the captains of these teams have to do a better job of reading the market and figuring out what is the goal we're trying to reach with our team this season. Is it to win a championship? Well, are we with the roster we picking, setting ourselves up to win a chip? And I feel like too often teams are going for comfort options with the players they choose over actually trying to achieve the goal they should be achieving. Yeah, I don't think 12 or 16 teams. Let me ask that. my question. Let me ask go my ahead, question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because so I heard that LAG has an overall org, right? So Call of Duty, Overwatch, the way they like to run their teams is they like to give them time, right? Grow as a team, work on things, which I respect in a sense. So like, what do you guys think? Like, how much time would you give teams, right? Because like, I do kind of respect giving teams at least a little bit of time to develop. I mean, I, mean, I think oh, it's sorry. I think it's situational. Oh, I thought you were talking to Ben. I, I, I mean, I mean, Zin, I, I, I think it's the problem with that answer is it's, it's there's no general answer because it's extremely situational the talent you have on a team. Now, look, like in my eyes, if I were running an ideal org, right, I look at the academy team as not a one year window. I am signing players that I want to develop over multiple years, yeah. and that right sides it in how I potentially rotate people in from the academy team to the pro team. For example, I learned a lesson when I was on phase. Tommy can attest to this. I am a big fan of how I, I like how Eric Anderson runs his teams because Eric is thinking two or three moves ahead on all roster moves he makes. Hmm. He is thinking about what happens a year or two down the line, how am I developing players, how am I making them reach their potential, and what else is going on in the market. I think that you don't want to be stuck in the short-term thinking because I, you're never going to be able to get out of the hole. Ben, I agree and disagree. I mean, I don't think it should be years to develop a player. No, I think I think I think a fair. I think we just talked about with Asim. I think a fair amount of time. No, Asim, had, bro, Asim if, came in and was doing his fuck at this. Yeah, but it, but it took eight, it took Asim like, right. 16, yeah, yeah, 18 but, months but, but, to, but, to overcome but, his But I'm saying like, I, I, yeah, I'm saying like they still need to be pulling their weight though. Like, yeah, exactly. But yeah. I'm saying there's you no pressure to develop someone in six months. That's what it comes down. to. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. But you were saying like you know we're gonna develop these players in years to come. Like no. 
three, like, four well, years. Say, like, bro, in three years, if the kid's still not developed, fucking chalk. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you know what I'm saying? You, Get him out. I'll give dude. you an actual number. I yeah. think if you're developing a play, if you're trying to like invest in players and you know see yeah. what's out there because you can't get yourself in an ideal situation with superstar players and you're willing to take risk, I think half, I think at least half a season, unless they are getting absolutely fried, half a season is enough to be like, okay, we do we see do we see more potential in this guy or are we going to cut him loose or are we going to rotate somebody else? Guys, I think I, that is a fair amount of time in COD. Half think a season. Of, think of building teams like you would you invest your portfolio. Diversify. You need to be thinking short-term and long-term. And I understand oh, when I say that I have a, a two-year window, when I'm thinking about a two-year window, I'm not <laughs> saying that, oh, I think a player needs two years to develop. But I do think that stability balancing with flexibility and how you build a team you have to balance both and you cannot lean into one bucket too much in the other bucket if you are too long term you're going to miss out on opportunities to make your team better if you are too short term you're going to be going with whatever the flavor of the month is and you're never going to be able to develop stability with your team to actually develop and get better I like that so, flavor I, of the month. I, I, I do think you're underestimating covid's role in all this because teams just don't have the budget like at least most teams don't have didn't have the budget to just freely release players and sign new ones, right? Like let's use Thieves for example, right? The, they had Austin on the bench, right? Who I didn't think they were going to use him again. He he's obviously on a big contract. Like how do you let that guy just walk for free and go pick up a new player? Like yeah. w w when you can save that guy and sell him for next year, for example, or or, or whatever you want to do with him. Like I just think there are very few teams who have had the capital this year to actually make changes at the fucking knock the yeah. door you know what i'm saying yeah but that's another thing though zin that i was talking about it's not so like like austin i get it like he's a super he was a superstar player he's, he's a superstar player right i'm talking about like on the lower end why sign all these veterans who are not only going to be like like i don't might not work I think out. some of these changes like later in the season yeah. were horrible i don't disagree yeah. everybody my, thinks i'm hating on amateur talent they might not, not what i'm trying they to do might not work out zin right but why are you going to invest all of this money because most of them are going to get paid more than the minimum because they're they're veterans and stuff like that and they they have like this whole like stock and persona and stuff like that in the cod scene why do that when you can get maybe one or two of those guys and then sign two amateurs right that you want to see and develop for 50k deals like the minimum and then give them half a season to develop a system with their current roster and if you see they have potential then you continue to play them if you see okay like we gave this guy enough time and it's not working out. Like clearly we're, we can cut him loose or keep him on the bench. Like that's well, what I'm trying so to say. Because well, of camps, well, that's I, agree, why. I agree with you, uh, Chris, or Matt. but I'm also want to say the point that like, it doesn't need to be that arbitrary at the end of the day. All of this stuff is very situational to whatever yeah, your yeah, goals yeah. are in a given window of time. Yeah, uh, of and I agree with you. I think teams need to balance development of players with putting veterans to then help aid in that development. And I feel like yeah. too often teams put all eggs into the we're hundred percent developing bucket. And yes, yeah, sometimes maybe you'll be in a full rebuilding phase. So you have to, but I feel like on the other side and the LEG team is a good example. Like from my personal opinion, from my POV, understanding how those players have played over the last couple of years, I probably would not have put those players <clears throat> together to start the season because I don't think the ceiling would have been there to achieve the goals that we wanted yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's it's not it's not like a set system where I'm saying, oh yeah, six yeah, yeah. months. No, you're giving an example. I, I yeah, I'm just you. giving like an example of like a decent time frame. But obviously, it's going to come down to reaction. It's going to be all reactionary. What you feel at the time, what the franchise feels at the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just saying. 
I the, the whole thing that I, I even brought this up is I don't want to see the same franchises that are stuck in these positions making the same mistakes. I get it for year one. And they're going to. Year Chris. two, <laughs> it's questionable. To. Year two, it's questionable. But year fucking three, when will it fucking end, bro? I like, think people are learning a lot this season. And now, I'm like... not even saying it for my sake, being in Challengers. I'm saying it for the entire ecosystem of COD. And if you want, if you're a lower-ended team and you want any chance of contending with these contenders you need to take risks i think you're, i think you're guessing the fuck out of it i think you're I underestimating so. how many teams tried new challengers this year afro paul x draza i can i could there are so many yeah amateurs but i'm saying the this, okay but I'm saying that's later bit. that's oh, later that's in the season true. zaptius got in kind of early the only team that i will say made changes way too late is lag other wait, that, wait, I think, Zap, I think Zap, teams... Zapthia's got in early, and he was on that London team, and they looked good with, with Zap and Paul. Wait, they Dra looked actually Draza's, competitive. Draz has been in the fucking league. Yeah, Draz has been in the league. Yeah, really yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. But, okay, but, but okay, hold sorry. on. That, come on, Insight, Venom. No, okay, yeah, he's more so like actually like starting, but, starting. Yeah, like, I'm bro, saying, in November, you're already scrimming with that guy. Oh, shit. In March, you're in. You're scrimming, you're scrimming for three-ish months, maybe two-ish months before the season starts. Now, what I'm saying, Zin, is that these players are getting put on teams mid-season, and guess how long they have. Yeah, but to, the game to, changes. To, like, well, the I, beginning I know, of the game is I, not the game now. I, it's a completely I know, different game I, if you think I, Yeah, but to, that player's yeah. going to be adapting with the system with the exactly. team. Exactly. Yeah. He's not, like, not going to be getting put into a into, system. Yeah. And that, then and then you have even... then you get shit on two weeks and now you just yeah. now you're just like wow this guy's exactly like yeah like he's getting with Venom he's getting put into a system right that granted it's the way their team likes to play that might not fit his play style and hypothetically this is all hypothetical if he had been in the situation from the get go they might have developed a different system that might have fit his play style more and helped him thrive and that's what I'm trying to say I'm saying starting the year I'm not yeah. saying later in the year I'm saying starting the year invest give it some fucking time and see how it goes there's no allotted set of time but that's what i'm trying to say like those veteran players are gonna be there general can we go over the dallas match oh, you want to oh, go over oh, the fucking okay, dallas I'm match sorry Listen, <laughs> last question so chris you think come on you, you think you should have veterans like start on the bench for example no try no, the no, amateur no, no 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 i'm two pros two i'm saying like at least i agree two pros two ams okay, if no. you're on the bottom end of teams that isn't going to get That's superstars fair. Listen, i don't disagree everything's i'm disagreeing with that i'm not against amateur talent i'm just saying you guys are guessing a lot of these points uh, i mean i think i think there needs to be a good mix of veteran uh, like leadership and, and talent as well as like new guys, right? Like yeah, look, at Hydron, look at Hydron, New York. That's, that's what I'm saying. Two, like two and two is a good balance because those two players can work together to develop their teammates. One and three is pushing it because there isn't a lot of players like, and I'm not going to gas myself, but like myself, like Clayster, like Crim6 that can handle that load. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. Right, and granted, you have coaching staff and stuff like that, but we've already gotten into the argument with the coaches and stuff like that. I mean, Dallas, I think did it, did it kind of last exactly, year. Bit, exactly, exactly. And granted, like we don't know, but that is a risk, man. That is what I'm trying to tell you. They were not in an ideal scenario, so they picked up these two players that were unknowns. And granted, we know they were discussing uh, hold another. On, hold on, another don't say that. Don't say that. Okay, they See, were. I hate when people try to give credit. That was all Kyler. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, well, either way, that's all it took was one person to step up and say something, right? That had some decent amount of power within the organization. That's that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say don't sign any AMs or don't sign any veterans. Fuck these guys, just sign all AMs. I'm saying like 
get these people in at the beginning of the season, let them develop and stuff like that. Because these, the, like we've already seen the potential of some of these other professional players like myself and stuff like that. And I, I, I think I have what it takes to compete, but I would much rather be watch a team that is like that has potential or an unknown potential rather than like a team of all veterans that we've seen what these players can all do. Yeah. We know it's not going to work. Like, obviously we know that as players, we can see a roster and we're like, they're probably not going to play very well. For, yeah. Like, like I'm tired of seeing it. And, and listen, I'm just listen, giving we're people going in circles a forewarning. We're going in circles. That's all listen, I've ever said. And if you got a superstar on your team and he's fucking frying and the team's getting shit on, listen to your superstar player. If he wants to make changes, like you got to make the right that changes. Too. You know what I'm saying? That like there, there's so much that goes into it. At the end of the day, 70% of these teams are completely fucking lost. They're lost. They don't, they don't even know what the fuck they're doing. And I, I've been saying this for months. And it's it's honestly, like, funny to sit back and watch it unfold. Because every time... Ben, how many times is a, is a team meet? And me and you sitting teams meet, we're laughing. Right? Dude, that team meet is going to be I'm shit. Like, dude, I'm like, what... Listen, this every, is gonna Ben, we every year. I'm just like, dude, every I don't year. understand what the goal. What the, to me, every like I look at life as like goal. Like, what, what am I trying to achieve? The goals on a given basis, and I look at some of these teams, and I'm just like, what's what is the goal here? What what are we trying? It makes to do? no sense. Sometimes the, the way go- some of these yeah. teams build their teams, Ben, it makes no sense. It, we always sit here and we're like, dude, how? Like, how did they get to that conclusion? How? Why did they change this guy? Why did they drop this guy? Why did they, like it just makes no sense? Like a lot of the moves. Yeah, and, some and sometimes make, make sometimes no you're gonna be boxed in, but I think we should move on, Tom. Yeah, let's really, listen to this fucking maniac interview. Let's listen to this fucking asshole. Fucking Ian Porter, aka Crim6, uh, had an interview. We're going to tune in and we're going to give our initial thoughts. And then we're going to go into our predictions tomorrow and uh, answer some questions and call it a day. We've been fucking going on for a minute now. So let's go. Far in stage five. Epic, epic win from you guys. How happy are you right now with how your team are playing? Uh, well, I wouldn't really say it was an epic win. But uh, yeah, <laughs> the team's playing solid. You know, we got a couple more weeks under our belt. So we're improving, we're expanding the map pool. Today, I think we played a bunch of maps that we, well, besides the garrison, we didn't really want to play garrison at our point. But uh, yeah, that's the goal right now, just to get good on as many maps as possible. Um, but yeah, I think that was a pretty clean victory. So It was clean. It was clean. It was an epic win in my books. 3-0 smoke show. It's pretty epic to me. Uh, I'll tell you what, you did take phase though in Major 4 right to the edge uh, and Vivid was yep. frying. Um, what's the process been like to really getting him up to speed with the team and getting him to a point where you're happy as a team and you've gelled as a whole? Uh, well, Vivid, Reese, he's been improving pretty much like exponentially. Uh, you know, I haven't probably haven't really worked with him much, but I think he's just seeing a lot of the plays that we're doing, and then he's, like, implementing them into his gameplay. Uh, I think, you know, I'm actually extremely surprised by where he's at right now because where he seemed to be at on LAG was, you know, he was a good player, but he wasn't a great player. And right now, like, I'm seeing plays that he's making, and he's a great player right now, and I think he's... (laughs) He's not even touched like half of his uh, potential. That's amazing, man. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I hope to see that potential come to like very, very Listen soon, especially shit, with Champs chat. coming around the corner. Listen Speaking this, of talent, though, you yourself, you know, you are absolutely frying. Uh, it, we've seen the best <laughs> COD this season so far in Major 4 from you. What has that kind of come down to for you personally? Here we go. Uh, well, 
honestly, just the fact that my house was built in 1928. <laughs> uh, last year, I was playing with packet loss. Uh, you know, the the internet around my neighborhood's complete dog shit. Uh, word to Bobby Poff. And uh, yeah, my room actually, I spent a shit ton of money getting it rewired because the electrician said that he hasn't seen this type of electric wiring since the Korean War. And I immediately thought, like, how how old is this man before me right now? Because he looks 30, you know, so a little bit a little bit weird stuff going on there. But uh, stage four was on land. So I don't know how I played good. You know, that, you know, that doesn't really make sense. Clown, bro. I, lo I love him, bro. Like He's so funny, man. This right? guy's a fucking so, idiot. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what happened. I, I I just blacked out. I just blacked out. I guess so. Anyways, uh, the, yeah, my internet sucks, and I can't wait for land again. To keep so. face. You and me both, Krim. You and Not I can't. It. Oh shit, that was lo I thought that was Zinny. Fuck, that's my bad. I thought that was fucking Zinny to be like fucking Porter, but yo, Porter's a fucking. <laughs> Clown, dude. That guy is comedy. Listen, everybody kept telling us to watch the interview. Listen, Porter's just a fucking, he's a fucking maniac, guys. It's nothing new. Uh, bro, honestly, he says the same shit to me on FaceTime all the time. He's like, dude, my fucking house is built in 1920. I'm like, dude, then fucking move then. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, you got money? Yeah. Krim doesn't talk like that for show. Like, I'm no, that's how he saying talks. one of those people that talks to him all the time. That's legitimately him. No, like, it's actually how he talks. The way, the way he says things is actually comedic, bro. I yeah, I don't know. He's, he's <laughs> fucking nuts. He's, he's nuts. But let's get into some predictions for tomorrow, Ben. Uh, I think tomorrow we got some good matches, no, Ben? Yeah, I'm trying to find the card. Just give me a second here. They didn't show the it on the card? stream. You call it the card? Yeah, I like that. Also, match. Argentina scored. Yeah. Yeah, Demaria scored. And Maria, he just got a, injured. With a little through ball. Here, you guys want to? You guys want to see the goal? Let's let's tune into the goal. We're going. We're going live with some football. Yeah, don't call it soccer. Great ball. Excellent ball. What a ball! What a ball! What a fucking ball, bro! That was a good ball. Oh, they did show on stream. I'm trying to find it. Ben, you just had it up. I just saw it on the stream. You got rid of it. Right here, boom! Leave it right there. Here we go. We got some matches tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. We got some good ones. This is a way better day than. Yeah, and then tomorrow, guys, we will be doing a live show. We will have a live audience tomorrow, and Doug Sensor Martin will be joining me on the couch as well. Alongside okay. Ben Janaseem, uh tomorrow live, so it'll be a great well, time. We're gonna be talking about these matches right away. All right, so we got LATs going up against the London Royal Ravens to kick things off. Up next at 4:30, we got Toronto Ultra going up against the Minnesota Rocker, and for the Game Fuel marquee match of the day, we got Optic Chicago going up against our very own the New York Subliners, ladies and gentlemen. We got ourselves a fucking day. How you doing? Let's start with the first match. I'm going to get my predictions. We got LA Thieves versus uh, London Royal Ravens. I'm going Thieves. I'm going Thieves 3-1. to one. I think Thieves are confident. I think they got some momentum. I think they're in a little bit of a honeymoon stage. John has been cloned. I don't think it's the same John as before. I think it's a clone. <laughs> I think the government... Has, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm going with Reddit on this one. I think he has been cloned, and I think John is a new person. I don't think that's actually John, but he's good. So we're going to go with LA Thieves 3-1. But Ben, what do you think? 
Um, I actually got Thieves in a game five. I actually think this will be sort of a banger series. Two teams um, trying to kind of figure things out. Um, I think London will, will come and play a little better in this series. And I kind of think that Thieves will, will feel pretty good about finishing this week 2-0 and oh with the tougher matches coming in. And we'll get some nice momentum, which is a good change of pace for them. Mm-hmm. Then we got, uh, well, you guys want to give your predictions. Let's fire off these predictions, man. We'll go with you next. Parasite, go ahead. Uh, Thieves 3-0. I just if if you ask me about any of the teams that are at the bottom that have no like point in making cha- or like no chance of making champs, uh, just gonna give you the other team 3-0. Just yeah. No point. And then uh yeah. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, 3-0 as well. Thieves. All right, fantastic. I got 3-1 Toronto uh, Ultra. I think Toronto's gonna come out and do what they do. I just think they're a top three team, and I I think uh you know kind of what Ben said early on in the show, their work ethic, just the way they they go about themselves. I think they're a fantastic team. Um, and I don't, I don't know if Minnesota has what it takes yet to take them down. I think Minnesota is a great roster. Um, I think this can be a really good series. I think, I think Minnesota can take this one, and it could go down to the wire. But I'm definitely going with a Toronto Ultra here, and I'm going to go three to one, possibly uh, three to two. I'm saying three to one, but I actually think this is more likely to be a three and zero. I just think Toronto's just in a class above Minnesota, who are starting to get better. But um, I don't want to disrespect the Toronto boys who have been kind of smooth sailing here for. Now, like two months straight, I think they're gonna make quick work of this Minnesota team tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I'd probably say like three oh three one. I mean, I, I think Minnesota is not a bad team, but uh, Ultra's just been way too good. Dan, what do you think? Uh, I got Ultra. I think what was it last stage? They kind of experimented with that first game. I don't, I don't see them doing that this time. Uh, they obviously want the second seed, so I think they're gonna come out and take care of business. I'll, I'll give it a three one though. Okay, cool. And then we got the last one. We got the New York Subliners going up against uh, Optic Chicago. Listen, I'm going to say it right now. I mean, you know, I think NYC are struggling right now. They're struggling. I feel like they're making mistakes they don't usually make. It looks like they might have a little bit of a confidence issue. I feel like they're a little unconfident right now. Um, so, obviously, you know, I've I you know I've talked to Asim about these things. I'll probably talk to him before the match and let him know. Um, but hopefully they're they're figuring it out because I, I they need to hit form. Because I also think up to Chicago, you know, they they're going really hard. You know, they're not streaming scrims. They've been uh, they've been going back to the drawing board, really focusing on their mistakes. You saw the Scump tweet not too long ago about like how hard they've actually been working. Um, I think both these teams have been making a lot of little mistakes, and I think it's costing them. I think both these teams have what it takes to be at the top, but they need to clean it up, both of them. Um, obviously, I'm gonna go with New York tomorrow because those are my fucking guys. I back them every day of the week. I'm biased, right? But New York needs to step it up, or Optic Chicago is going to take advantage of them and take him out. Uh, but Ben, I'm curious to see uh, what your opinion is. I think uh, Optics. Opinion. I think it's the opposite of the Minnesota Toronto series. I'm going to say Optic three one just based on New York's form, but I think it could go the other way. Uh-huh. These are New York forcing this to a game five. I agree. Right now, the teamwork from New York just doesn't seem to be at the level um, that we saw prior to the major. I think they got to figure it out. Uh, I think this Optic team is primed. To sort of take that next step as a team, this would be a big momentum match for them if they can come out and beat a team that they have struggled to put away all year. I think well, Optic is like one and two against New York this year, um, and is a huge also match for seeding general. Especially if New York loses this and suddenly they're kind of out of that top two conversation, it's more about making sure they don't get the fourth spot. So uh, I got Optic three one, but I really want a banger series here. I want a game five round eleven. I would love that. That would fucking be dope for the IRL flank, huh? Have a good fucking banger to end it. But uh, Chris, we'll get yours, and then Dan, and then we'll, we'll answer a question or two, and we'll call it. 
Yeah, I'm going to say Optic 3-2. I like what I've seen out of Optic ever since uh, their little run in the major and obviously taking care of business versus, uh, I think, would they play Paris, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways, yeah. so just like what I've seen out of them, New York's been kind of sloppy, so I'm going to give it to Optic. Yeah. Dan? Yeah, I was kind of like on the Ben thing, but I, I, I'm leaning more towards New York. I think this is a must-win for them if they want a shot at that second seed. They don't want to fall too behind. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it, too. If they lose this, they kind of give Chicago a, a, a chance to get the fourth seed as well. They can close the gap. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought the I thought Chicago would end the fifth seed, but with Subliners losing LA Thieves and potentially can lose this, yeah. I think it gives Chicago a chance at that, at that fourth seed. I think it's a must-win for New York, so I'll probably take New York game five, though. It's going to be a good series, I think. I hope it's a good series. I don't want it to be a blowout, I, like, one way or the other. I mean, it, it would be great if New York blew them out, but for me, obviously. But I'm saying I, I hope we have a good series. Like, I want it to be a really good series. I, I hope no fugues happens. I hope there's no fucking connection issues or anything. I want it to be a nice, clean, smooth series. Hydra's at my apartment today. He was practicing over there. I got a dual PC setup. I got to hit a fucking button to change monitors. I got to go XLR, a fucking weird-ass microphone. <laughs> Paco didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was on FaceTime trying to help him out and shit. Asim had to go over to the apartment. Um, but he got over there. He's he's practicing. He's good to go. He, he got on my setup today. And then I think tomorrow he's going to be playing again from Scraps' apartment, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know if Maddie even knows that, but we need Maddie tomorrow. I don't think (laughs) because the problem is, is I don't have a CDL PC in my apartment. And the only way is if Paco takes his PC and brings it to my apartment, unplugs all my shit. And I kind of don't want that. (laughs) So I'm like, listen, if if you can somehow play somewhere else, I'm sure Maddie will let you use a set of Maddie. Tank will come through. Yeah, yeah, Tank. I'm sure Maddie's a nice guy. Shout out uh, to Scraps. Tank is a good guy. He's a good fucking guy. So shout out to Maddie. Shout out to Scraps. But guys, please drop a question or two in the chat. We're only going to answer one or two. The Argentina-Brazil game is on. On. so uh you know we'll, half, huh? yeah it's, it's been really chippy i haven't really missed anything tom yeah just the goal right it's one thing is tomorrow too if thieves win and rocker lose that's very good for the thieves yep. in that 60 that's actually a huge result for them if that happens mm-hmm. i'm about mm-hmm. to get off boys thanks for having me on the show Appreciate hey chris y'all. thanks for coming on man hey chris Here. before you go i don't know how it's gonna work tomorrow but i was thinking ben maybe we can get the team speak on a speakerphone well, or something tomorrow. yeah I, I no definitely not speakerphone but we'll, we'll figure <laughs> out and see if we can get a remote Oh, well, Wait, what do you mean? Uh, I, I, I mean on like this, not a speakerphone, uh, like like speakers, like coming yeah, out of speakers. I, I mean, the problem is we got to be able to talk to people in TeamSpeak, but let, let, we'll figure that out tomorrow. But I don't want to make any promises. Yeah, if, if there's a way for me to come on the show, yeah. I'll gladly join. I got I got nothing to do tomorrow, so yeah. uh, just let me know. But I'll I'll, I'll be definitely tuning in to your guys' uh, little IRL fun yeah, stream. I mean, pretty fun. Listen, it'll be yeah. a lot of fun. It'll just be laid back and chill like we always do. Um, my I got some little cousins that are gonna be in the crowd, so I might <laughs> I might watch my language, guys. I might be watching. Watching my language tomorrow. Wait, is Vinny going? Vinny might go, uh, but I got little Ava coming tomorrow. It's my little cousin, and she loves this stuff, man. Um, but she's 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 young, you know. So I, I don't want to act too crazy with her in the crowd. So we're gonna have a good time. Right. Um, but Chris, hey, you're the fucking man, bro. I appreciate, I appreciate you, man. Coming you guys on. are. See um, you guys later. Later, bro. Uh, any right. questions in the chat? Yes, yeah, so uh, I saw man. I saw one. It's a couple, basically. Like, what should LAG do? I mean, I'll go, and then like Tom, and then you can you can go with Dan, like. Mm. From my POV, I think the prom for LAG, you and I were saying at the beginning of the season, it's like, all right, they got Reese Vivid, just find another player. And then when, like, the Thieves situation kind of unfolds, like, you're going to have an option to get some of those players. You're in LA. COVID's off. Like, you're kind of set. Now it's like they're probably going to have to kind of squad wipe mm-hmm. and see what's out there. I still think them being, though, on the West Coast, um, and, you know, they've, they have a pretty solid 
backing behind them. I think they'll still be in the mix in roster mania and be able to kind of reboot. But I think with Vivid kind of off the roster now, it's sort of hard to say who should they build around because I don't really know if you can with the rest of the talent that they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, for actually, Dan, you could go next if you want. If you want, anything to say. I just think it's like you said, it's a squad wipe. Hopefully, next year when we have more lands. Uh, more people would be attracted to going there. I think it was kind of interesting that they had their whole team in LA, uh, knowing that what three fifths of the stages were going to be online. Yeah, that was quite interesting. But I think next year, if it goes back to land, I'm pretty sure those both LA teams loved their uh, their time out there in LA when yeah. obviously you're going to be traveling to land. So I yeah. think they'll be a good destination for a lot of top free agents, and hmm. especially if they're offering the bag, right? Yeah, but I definitely probably a squad wipe. I mean, for me, listen, I agree with you guys. For one, I I want to say that I do feel for the LEG guys. I like all the guys over there. I see Assault, oh, no, obviously. You know, I see Assault tweeting how he's really sad and, and this and that and how he's been going through, and I, I, I feel for them. So when I say, you know, LEG is shit and stuff like that, I'm just kind of calling it how I see it. You know, I could be a little bit nicer with the way I go about things. But at the same time, like, sometimes I get really frustrated when there's people who are deserving of a spot or people that work really hard, like somebody like Vivid who who came up, was making a name for himself, and he ends up on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that really bothers me. Um, so, you know, sometimes I might be a little out there in my opinions, but it's sometimes, I just like to say how it is. But I do feel for those guys, and I think they're all great players, and I think uh, the team's just not working. It hasn't been working, and that's why we've just been so harsh on them because there are things that they can do to be better. Um, so I think kind of what Ben and Dan said, maybe we'll see a little bit of a squad wipe. Maybe you, you keep one and, and build it around. I, don't, I really don't know. Um, even the money Chino thing, how they brought in Chino. Chino was looking like their best player, and then they sent him to back down to the academy. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you send back Chino when he was playing well? You know, and if it was like a role change or something, well, then keep Chino. Yeah, he was playing I, the best. I agree. It's it just, it's just, just like yeah, little I think that things. just left bad taste in everyone's yeah, mouth. Yeah, it left a bad taste. It, it, like everyone just, wanted a change to happen, but then right. when it was Sheen, it kind of just caught you off. Yeah, it just catches you off guard, and it just, I don't know, man. It, it makes no sense, but I wish them the best of luck, and I, I do uh, really like all those guys over there. It's nothing personal. When we do have opinions, it's on the game. You know, it's on yep. nothing. It has nothing to do with them as people or human beings um, or, or no shots personally. It, we're talking strictly Call of Duty and how, and how we feel about the team. Um, but we'll go on to the next question. This will be the last one. Somebody said, do you think there's anything other teams can do to try to keep up with Optic's popularity? Um, it's a great question, honestly. Listen, man, I feel like Optic is just like, they just have it. Like, they just they were like the first ones to do it. It started with Nate Shot and Skump and Hector over there. And I just feel like they've done a great job building a fan base over the years. Uh, like I, have an, I have an answer, Tom. Yeah, go ahead. It's to not – it's – to think totally differently from Optic, because this model is built around those spots, Optic is, for all intents and purposes, in phase the same way, international organization. They have fans all over the world. But if you are someone like the Minnesota Rocker, when once COVID is not a thing, you can go and activate your local market and start to turn people that aren't currently COD watchers into hardcore Minnesota fans. That's the way, in a long-term basis, you can turn into an optic where you have that international appeal. That is probably yeah, I mean, the best way Just look to do at it. their opening event. It was actually a shocking. It felt like another team actually had home court advantage that was an optic. Mm-hmm. When we played at Minnesota, like we, because yeah. we played against them, right? It was like the Battle of the North. I'm like, holy shit! Like, yeah. and then I know they did like watch parties at bars. So 
they their their org is fantastic in, yeah. in terms of how they approach that and, and Gary again when they can actually get people in rooms together to celebrate their team and their branding and and activate like they're going to continue to create that local engagement right now it's just hard they're being home and they can't go anywhere and they can't see dude a lot of people i'll give you an example dan i took my cousin to the last cwl champs and yeah. uh the one the, in ucla, UCLA. Yeah, yeah yeah he had never been to an esport event before and he was blown away i took my brother to his first ever esport event which was a counter-strike game for at esl1 new york against the two best north american teams it was cloud nine and liquid and now that that arena was full and like it's not a small arena there were ten thousand people there yeah. people just have never experienced esports live they just don't understand it once you get them in yeah, there and they experience the it they're hooked mm-hmm. yeah for sure i also want to give a shout out to new york i think our content's been very good i think we've been i mean that's all it is, new york's right? a great content too and they mm-hmm. do a fantastic job just like we're doing tomorrow People and getting being able to get people in seats, celebrate your team. Dallas is doing it as well this weekend for Overwatch League. I think what um, one of the Chinese teams is also doing it. Like once teams can be able to, to engage locally, they'll start building bigger and bigger brands. COVID just kind of threw a wrench in everybody's yeah, yeah. plan. COVID and then two, these are new organizations. These are brand new. The Subliners is two years old and not even. You know, where Optic's yeah, been mean, around for years. Yeah. You know, Optic just ran COD for so long. Like you said, Hector was just the first. Obviously, great visionary and mm-hmm. just blew it up phase obviously with their youtube and then getting into cod i remember like the first phase team was like mw3 maybe with like pluto and stuff like that when they first started dabbing into it and then obviously as they grew internationally their brand yeah. got bigger but mm. i think brand I, I think teams can get uh, bigger it's just doing like new york right yeah they just pump out content and the thing i see too is when people when these orgs are having fun on social media people try to like roast them for like talking shit when it doesn't work out but it's just like bro that's just how it is like you have to be able to talk shit obviously it's not always gonna go well you're not gonna go undefeated but it still gets fans people enjoy that and i think brands could catch up it's just gonna take a while because at the end of the day optic optic and phase are phase yeah i mean i see people talking about phase and optic and stuff like that listen phase is bigger than optic outside of cod I mean, phase. I, I think. Mean, yeah, yeah. I think overall, nice. I think phase is just like you know they're, they're just a culture, right? They're a culture, yeah. like they're in so many different things. But when it comes to strictly Call of Duty, I mean, Optic's got it in the bag. I mean, we can all agree on that. But um, listen, guys, we're gonna end it there. All right, we've had a long, amazing show. Um, I the, the the show took a left turn, but it took a good left turn. I thought it was a great it conversation. Is. It was a good combo. Um, I think that's. I mean, what, I feel like you're gonna have a lot of those with yeah. these useless matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I I like stuff like that. Like, I like that we could talk about this stuff because people want to hear us talk about it. Um, but it was it ended up being a good show. But tomorrow, guys, we do have the IRL flank. We do have a live audience. I'm not sure how it's gonna go, guys. I'm really not sure. Um, I'm hoping that it all plays out. But regardless, I want to thank the New York Subliners for making it happen and giving us the opportunity to do it. And even if things go wrong or there's problems, whatever, I don't even care. We're stepping outside our comfort zone. We're trying to do something. Have a good time. Um, and we'll That's try great. and make the best out of uh, out of the situation. So I'm really excited for. It. I'm excited to see a lot of you guys there. I know a lot of guys in the chat are gonna be there. Um, so we'll see you guys there. Be a, we're gonna have a barbecue, man. Lots of food. Uh, there'll be a, a tournament going on. Uh, there'll be Aiden there, Bobby. Um, a lot of people are gonna be there, man. So uh, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow if you are going. So we'll see you guys in the show. Make sure to go subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Close to seventy thousand subscribers. So hit that subscription button. Go to Anchor.fm/slash/theflank. To check out all the audio sites that we're on. Ben's been doing a great job uploading everything to that. Make sure to go follow The Flank on Twitter, at The Flank. Uh, Gersh is doing a great job running socials over there, so make sure to go follow that. 
And guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for all the energy in the chat. I'm going to continue to stream and play some games, so you're more than welcome to stay and, and just watch me have a good time, listen to some music and vibe out. Do you understand? Mm. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming on, especially Looney. Thank you for, for coming on and ending the yeah. show with us today. It's always a pleasure. Um, shout out to Parasite. Shout out to Methods. Um, I think you guys were a little hard on Methods today. I, I, I think he lost full. The chat was going in on him a little bit. But, guys, you got to understand, everybody's got their own opinions, and we're talking about COD, you know. Um, so, you know, let's try and keep it, you know, don't go too hard on the guy. You know, Zinni's been, he's always coming on this show with a lot of positive energy. So let's show some love to Zin. Uh, show some love to Parasite and uh, everybody else who came on. The, the, who else came on? Zin, Parasite, Looney, anybody else? Um, I, I don't make think sure. so. I don't think um, so. There's people in the chat. And uh, I was going to bring Soap in to, to give his opinions on the LAG series, but that it took, a huge, soap on that. it took a huge left turn in the conversation. So well, soap, up... We can get Soap on in person tomorrow if we want. Yeah, we could definitely get Soap on in person if he wants to come on. Uh, I think that'll be absolutely comedy. <laughs> um, but listen, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for all the energy in the chat. And a huge, huge shout-out to Psych for the 15 bomb to end the show. Thank you so much for the 15 gifted. Um, I appreciate you, Psych. I love you. Got to give you a shout-out live on the flank. So I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Let's get a work in the chat. And guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day. Peace. Later, brother.